Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, before we get started today, just wanted to give a brief explanation about today's extra special podcast. Today's podcast is so special that I agreed to get on a plane and fly 11 hours so that Akiva and I could record in person. I even told Akiva I would bring the computer, all the recording apparatus. All he needed to do was bring the mic. Unfortunately, he forgot the microphone. So we tried to record anyways, but we were in a very busy cafe during the morning brunch hour. And between that and the low quality of the built-in internal microphone on my laptop, the audio quality is not very good. I got so frustrated with Akiva for not having the microphone that after 20 minutes, I said, screw this. I got on a plane, flew back 11 hours. I'm back in New York, and it's a week later when we recorded the rest of the podcast. So if you don't like the audio quality in the first 20 minutes, I apologize. But again, you can skip ahead to the 20-minute mark, although you will miss some of the context of what we speak about later. Thanks a lot, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Bird and Bad. I am Alex Chester, so and with me live in person is Akiva Whitaker. Yeah, we're doing this um, live uh, near the old city of Jerusalem. Yeah, last time, uh, six months ago when I was here, I came like 10,000 miles, and Akiva was unwilling to budge at all. I had to come all the way to his house. It's true. But this time, he did agree to come like the last five miles. It's true. Only because it was a restaurant that had all you, all you can eat food. That's true. We're at an all-you-can-eat brunch buffet. Also, uh, Akiva was supposed to bring a microphone. Hashtag you had one job. Yeah, I uh, I forgot the mic. I, it, sometimes you forget things, and it's like, oh shoot, like, I left it by the door, or like, I just you know something happened as I was leaving, but it never even crossed my mind today to bring it. Like you would have had to text me in the morning, so you know for next time. Yeah. That I need so to. I don't even know if are we gonna record like a whole episode or maybe just the intro here. I think this will just be the intro. I don't know if we want yeah, to people's ears. It'll be yeah, it'll be depend how bad the equality is. We'll see later. Probably pretty bad. By the way, doing a podcast in person is weird. Like I don't want to look at you. <laughs> I'm like no, I'm not used to it. It's like yeah. you know, I don't want to look at you either. Don't worry. Uh, usually. When you're, let me ask you a question. When you like do phone calls, yeah. like long phone calls, sure. do you like sit or when you like? I'm a big pacer. I pace. Well, I'm I'm known as a pacer. Like people will stop me. I'll be pacing so much. People will, like literally put their hands. Like your wife me. will like grab you and like. Yeah, or in like synagogue or something. I will be walking around the entire time. I'll get like five miles of exercise, but people will literally like. Wait, you go to synagogue to talk on the phone to people not at synagogue? Not on the phone, but people. I will just be like pacing around deep in thought. Oh, just in general. Uh, you're very spiritual. Not no. Did, thought did about the, like like the NCAA tournament or something. Ah, okay, yeah. All right. So this week, uh, as, as Akiva uh, hinted out at the end of last week's episode, 
but I had to beep it out because I didn't want anybody to know. Akiva has an idea for a, a, a tournament of sorts. Yeah, so I figure we're going to do, this is sort of the slow season, there's really nothing going on sports-wise, unless you like rooting for the Timberwolves to lose every night. I think uh, it would be fun to, to do a uh, sort of a bracket-style tournament of the greatest living Americans, and uh, you know, in honor, in honor of Harper Lee's death. Uh, would Harper Lee have made the tournament? I'm not sure. I, I feel like you have to be more uh, than honestly, one Honestly, like, she, yeah, she, made, she wrote one book. And then, like putting and, then she, and then when she the was tournament. senile, and then when she was senile, like another book was written against her will. Sure, that whole story's crazy. Actually, it would be putting like Terrell Davis or like uh, no Mark Vidrich. Oh yeah, well, is he still alive? He might be dead. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean in the tournament. I meant like in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I figured for right now, what we'll do is I'm going to give Alex some a list of names, and we'll see if we can sort of build the bracket for the tournament, and then we'll play off the bracket at a, at a later date. Alright, so Kiva's got a list here. Alright, so t- t- what what field do you want to start in? Do you want to start in movies, music, sports? So you have lists already in each category? Like, I have a few names in each category, yeah. Alright, well, let's start with sports. Okay. Seems that with sports. Okay. And again, wh- how many people are going to be in this bracket? I think 32. 64 is too many. Alright, 32. So do, we have, so do we have, like, four different corners? So like, an eight-person sports bracket, an eight-person pop? I don't think so. Are we just... then why does a sports person have to make a final four? I feel like... Oh, uh, okay. Alright. We'll so have then, to... Well, that's then how are we going to seed? So we're going to have to we're going to have to choose thirty two people, and then we're going to have to seed thirty two people. I think the people. seeding will have to be random. All right, all right, whatever, sure. Okay, so here, okay. Uh, baseball, Willie Mays. But, but so hold on, the problem is it's not like an up or down vote because again it's relative. Like, and this is you know this is a rant I've had with you in the past, like not with you but like to you about uh, mm-hmm. what annoys me when people like for example Marshall Lynch should he be in the Hall of Fame, and everybody's writing these articles about it. The only relevant criteria by which you can make that argument is: Do have you ranked every single running back in NFL history on a chart? Well, if you rank every American, don't worry. Yeah, no, but because what I'm saying is, like, the Hall of Fame is a relative merit. You're sure. saying you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame relative to other people who perform. Sure. So you can't say in a vacuum, like, oh, is so and so one of the greatest 32 living Americans? Like, I don't know. Which is what, which is what I hate about the fact, like, most people who make Hall of Fame arguments, they don't engage with that. And you can't say is Marshawn Lynch a Hall of Famer unless you say, well, let's look at all the other running backs who are similar to him. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So, so Willie Mays, I would say probably. Yeah. Remember, it's thirty-two. All right. So he's, he's the greatest living baseball player. So he's sort non, of your line non-steroid right category. Okay. Sandy Koufax. I would say no. As a Jew, I'm biased, but I think he's very overrated. He had a great peak, but you know he's not one of the greatest ten or twenty pitchers of all time. Right. So okay. So if, see, if you could find something like that, that's an automatic no. Okay. Well, okay. how do you feel about Willie and, and no? I would. Sandy. I think. I think uh, uh, Willie Mays is a, is a possible, but we'll see. And Tatum Kovac is a definitely no. Okay. What about Jackie Robinson's wife? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jackie Robinson would be a yes. I think his cultural impact is beyond you know any other player. But... I hate. I did hate like. Uh... Sorry. Getting a phone call. Hello. Jackie Robinson's wife. No. Okay. I'll give you an easy one. Muhammad Ali. Wait. We're done with baseball. So Barry Bonds, definite now? No, I just didn't have my phone out. No. You I mean, the thing is, even if he's the greatest baseball player, which he is, he's an asshole, right? Nobody yeah, likes no, him. Yeah, Barry Bonds is not going to make it. Yeah. Yeah, if there's any question about you being in the Hall of Fame, even if there shouldn't be, if there is... Right. Yeah. So Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, yeah. Everybody seems to like him. Johnny Unitas. No. No way. Tom Brady. No. Joe Montana. All right, so no quarterback. No. No. Because n- none of them really go beyond sports. Sure. Bill Belichick. No. Really? That's You know, the interesting thing about football but, is football is like the biggest sport in America, but it doesn't have the biggest, like, individual personalities. Sure. sure. 
Do you agree? Well, Stephen Curry is bigger with like the youth of America yeah. than like Jerry Rice. People often call the greatest of all time, but most Americans know him from Dancing with the Stars, not from football. Right. He can't even get a gig on TV, Jerry. Rice. Yeah. So okay. I don't think there's any football player. Okay. Jim Brown, maybe, but obviously no American hockey players can make this list. Yeah. Basketball. LeBron James. Well, so Michael Jordan, who you haven't said yet, is a definite yes. Okay, I would so Michael say. Jordan, sure. What about Magic Johnson? Oh, so you get points for being like a relevant person and a businessman. So the problem is how many basketball players are putting on this list? Because I think I would I would lean towards yes. I think maybe Magic, Michael, and LeBron are all maybes. Okay. And uh, Michael Phelps. No. Really? No. Greatest Olympian of all time. No, it's like Mark Spitz. Like he's relevant once every four years for like a week. Serena Williams. If you I, say no, you're a racist. Yeah. A sexist. Oh, racist and sexist. All right. Um, I'll say, I'll put it on the maybe list. Wait, so wait. So we have Willie Mays. Are you compiling this list? Sure. We got Willie Mays. Three basketball players. Muhammad Ali. And Serena and Muhammad. Three basketball okay, players. We have six maybes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Tiger Woods? Or oh, yeah. Head? I missed Tiger Woods. Sorry. I'd say no because, like, Jack Nicholas has the record. Is this your, your bedroom? <laughs> Leaving the water pitcher on the floor so people are going to trip over it? I guess Tiger's a no, right? Uh, what about Jack Nicholas? Arnold it's Palmer? a bad time for Tiger. Tiger would have been there. Well, when he hasn't had a good time in the last five, six years. It's been a bad decade for yeah, Tiger. Yeah, bad decade for Tiger. Like he posted, did you see this week? He posted a video, uh, yeah, of him playing like a video game. Because people like, said he was dead. That means yeah. he's gonna <laughs> win the Masters or something. Now music. Wait, we're done with sports. Are there any other individual sports? No, I don't think so. If you could think of one, we can add. I don't know, a NASCAR driver. No. Dale Hernandez dead. All right. Okay, so we have six from sports. Yes, six maybes. Maybes. There's no absolute. I mean, Muhammad Ali. I feel like there's no way he doesn't make the bracket. Yeah, Muhammad Ali's got to be in there. Okay. Now we'll do music. Remember, it's American, so a lot of the classic musicians are Yeah, most musicians aren't Americans. Yeah. Sure. All right, Bob Dylan. Probably. He's in the maybe. For whatever reason, even though he's still kicking, you don't hear much about him. Yeah, but he's still, his influence goes beyond, like, you might not hear about him on a day-to-day basis, but his influence is still very vast. Yeah, but he hasn't made any good music in a long time. I feel like in the music world... Yeah, how cool. many good fights has Muhammad Ali had in a long time? <laughs> he's, he's got one, but he's losing it. Oh, sorry. Oh! <laughs> too soon. Too soon. We're not soon enough. Um, okay, uh, Stevie Wonder. No. No, he's not A-list. Enough, no. Right? Michael Jackson, but he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Madonna. I mean, I don't like Madonna, but she's got to be in the conversation. And she the problem, the problem with like, there's she, reason there's no she pretends to, to not be American, right? Is that she captures you when the switch is not American? Yeah. Okay. Even though she's from Detroit. Taylor Swift. No, come on. Body of work. How could she not be on the list? Body of though? work. The Rock. Steph Curry. Ooh, that's a good one. The Rock. Um, Kanye West. No. Next. And he, he would win it in his mind. Well, of course he. Yeah. Unless you opened it up to. In his mind, he's the greatest human of all. He's, he's the greatest artist he's of all time. He's yeah. more influential than Pablo Picasso. Um. Okay. So, yeah, so you're saying no modern musician, no like Lady Gaga or Justin Bieber? Or no. Bieber. I mean okay. Dylan, and then wait, who's the other one? Madonna's maybe. Oh, there's got to be somebody else. I don't think so. I mean, Michael Jackson's the obvious one. No, Prince is not big enough. Yeah, yeah he's not big enough. Yeah, it's your Minnesota bias. You put him in the final four. Yeah. <laughs> okay, authors. Okay, let's go to authors. We'll tally this all up again and see how we can come up with thirty-two. So we got six sports babies. We got two musical babies. Two musical babies. That's eight. And we also may have forgotten people. We're gonna have to sort of yeah. give ourselves a phone check. It's getting loud in the background here. Okay, it's the lunch crowd. Authors. Philip Roth. Maybe. Not famous enough, probably. I'd say maybe. Who else is on your list? Cormac McCarthy. No. Tony Morrison. I guess another maybe. 
I feel like Toni Morrison probably makes it. Not, not, not like she's going to win. Stephen King. I mean, he's another baby. It's a good one. Stephen yeah, King. he's a pop. He's very influential pop, pop culture, culture, but like yeah. he was decent enough. Books. He's not like John Grisham. Yeah, and he, I mean, yeah, he's had many. Yeah, he's 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 an influential figure. Miscellaneous. Oprah. Like miscellaneous, like pop culture. Miscellaneous, just random, doesn't have a good Oprah, category. Oprah's definitely on the list. Okay, yeah. Oprah's for sure on the list. All right, Neil Armstrong. That's sort of a one-hit wonder. No. <laughs> I I feel like he's going to be on the thirty-two. All sure. right, he's a maybe. No, he's definitely in. Put him in. Okay, let's do like. Why? Because he walked in the moon. John Glenn was like a bigger astronaut and was also a congressman and stuff, wasn't he? Yeah. I feel like Neil Armstrong's got to make it. Okay. Uh, Matt Damon just walked on Mars. We're so impressed about well, the moon. I didn't say Matt Damon's not in it. We didn't do movies yet. Matt Damon's not in it. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Simmons, no. All right, Bill Gates. Yeah. He's got to be on For there. sure, because he's no influence, not just business, but also yeah, like yeah. philanthropy yeah. now. Yeah, he's a definite. Bill Gates is there. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I'd say yes also. All right, Warren Buffett. Yeah. I think, I think he is. Now, can you think of any other businessmen? Off the top of my head, this is hard. Now I'm thinking we should cut it to 16. <laughs> I mean, we haven't even got to, like, politicians. That's going to be a lot. No, well, we said no politicians. Oh, no politicians? Well, we said no presidents. Oh, so you can be a... T- until you got to, like, the president, then you're disqualified? See, that's... I, I feel like there should be no politicians. But how do you find a politician? Because then, like, who, which politicians would you put in if you couldn't put in the president? You're putting in Hillary Clinton? That doesn't make sense. I think you'd put in Hillary. But I think you could put be in... president, then, like, it sort of moves the whole bracket. Well, you, okay, you put in Obama, there, you Obama put in George Bill. W. Bush, obviously, you put in Bill Clinton. That's only... So we are putting in president. It's the last three presidents, Fine. and Hillary and John McCain. No, so John every, every living president but Jimmy Carter gets to be on the list. And George Bush. Why, yeah, why does George... Why, why does either George Bush get to be on the list? I mean, because George W. Bush was very influential. Okay. Well, so that's a good question. How do you define greatest? Like, for example, um, when Time had the person of the century, they ended up yeah. with Einstein, and mm-hmm. and it, like they like would like they didn't want to go with like Hitler or Stalin. Sure. Which honestly, I thought they went with you, not like Alex. That, that, that was just, that was just one. No, that was one year. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. But like, greatest well, it's doesn't a good have thing to, to put good. on your resume that you were a Time yeah. magazine man. Yeah. Greatest doesn't have to mean good. Greatest can just mean like like for example, we skipped crime. Like, does Bernie Madoff go on this list? Ooh. See, but no, I don't... No, I don't, he's not a... But, like, is there any criminal, like... It's a good one. Like, if Osama bin Laden was American, I'd say he goes on the list. Oh, that, that oh but he's dead. He's also dead, world, also. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. I think... Yeah, what about Elvis? We didn't cover Elvis. Tupac? Biggie? Um, what about, uh... We should o- do the greatest 32 possibly alive, possibly dead people. Um... Antonin Scalia? What about, uh, O.J. O.J. Simpson? O.J. Simpson, yeah. Okay. No, he's not possibly dead, but he could be on this. Okay. Let's do, uh, movies next. Okay. Well, can you think of any other business? Like, who are the other, like, Paul Allen's not, like, influential, isn't a big No, player. I think we got the How's he gonna, yeah, how's he gonna, like, compete with Bill Gates? Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, that's enough. I feel like Steve Jobs would Carly win if he Fiorina. was still alive. He really died too early. Yeah, I'm anti-Steve Jobs, but a lot of people love him. Okay, you're anti-Steve Jobs. Yeah. You see that phone over there? Yeah. It's not a, it's not a, look, you really don't think you'd have a phone like this. Yeah, was, phone. yeah, everybody who's an American, American citizen doesn't mean they love Barack Obama or George Bush, like... You have a Barack Obama phone. We have a picture of him in your okay. Alright, movies. This is probably the sort of the most options here. Alright, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he's a definite yes. Okay, Clint Eastwood. Probably. He's a maybe. Yeah, probably. If we cut to sixteen, I don't think he makes it. Though. Yeah, at thirty-two, he's a pro- he's a problem. I think we might cut sixteen. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Wait, Tom- we haven't even got to like De Niro, Pacino. Alright, Tom Hanks. Yeah. De Niro. You can't have this many actors. I know, that's what I'm saying. These are all babies. Pacino. No. De Niro beat Pacino. Will Smith. Nah, he's never made it. His movies are too lightweight. 
Meryl Streep. Yes, she's a definite. Jack Nicholson. No. He's, he's too past his prime. That's all I have for movies. Um, any other directors? I don't think... I think everyone else is like... Yeah, Spielberg's... Yeah. Oh, oh, and one more. James Cameron. He's made the he's made the two biggest movies ever. I feel like yeah, he's got to be on the list. Nah. The two biggest movies ever. Yeah, but he's not like... But he, he doesn't have like a lot of breadth in his work. Well, he's, he's, because it takes like 15 years to make the movies he makes. Yeah. Like, what, Titanic, right? Avatar? Anything mm-hmm. else he's done that's like... He made the Terminators, I think, also. Oh. Nah. Really? You can't... Like this thing, you can't have five actors on your list of Greatest Living Americans. Are you, but, but here's the problem. Like, let's say Daniel Day-Lewis was American. He's the you best really actor. Put other people, but he's not. You know what I'm saying? But he's the best actor. But he's also only been but, in a few movies. Yeah, but but he's yeah. But I'm saying, but he, he wouldn't be the greatest living if he was American. He wouldn't be on this list. He that's, could be better at his job, but not better in terms of overall contribution. Yeah, I don't know. Impact. Right, so let's society. see, because that's basically that's that's we're, that, I'm basically out of names here. Okay, but we haven't even covered like science. Yeah, I don't or, know any science. Or journalism. Or, who's, who's a great journalist that should be on this list? Maybe Bob Woodward? No. Uh, Dan Chris, Rather. Chris Berman? <laughs> Chris Berman. Who is uh, what's uh, our good buddy, uh, what's his name? Bob Costas? No, Regis. Ooh, Regis. Regis Philbin. Yeah, he's, he's past his prime, though. He's retired. Yeah, but he's got all those records. Uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> he's on his list. Okay, we got to narrow these actors down. Okay, I think you're Hanks... saying no to, no to Eastwood. Yeah. Can, I, can you choose one time between Cruz and Hanks? I choose Hanks over Cruz. Okay. And Meryl Streep. Yeah. We got we yeah, we have to be set to the gender diversity. She's not like and you're saying no to Serena also. Oh, Serena I feel like she stick should Serena be on. Stick her on. Yeah. She's like the, the latter day babes of What about like what about like Martina Navratilova? She's not even American. Well, she is an American citizen. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Does it have, has everybody we mentioned? Are they a natural born citizen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Well, I don't know. I, I didn't check their. Some of them like sent like photocopies of their birth certificate. Oh, just, so you know they do these greatest for like other countries. They do TV shows like Greatest Israeli, Greatest sure. Britain. Yeah, have they done Greatest American? No, I'm telling you, I've, I've spent a lot of time researching it. They don't have a lot of good stuff. Ryan Clark called Tom Brady the greatest living. American. I know, I know. I was going to mention that. Tom, wait, hold on a second. Well, I, Tom Brady the greatest living American is the top four. Five articles. Yes. Yeah. Six articles. Well, that's what also the SEO here? because seven just articles. You just have yeah. yeah I the greatest of America. Tom Brady versus Tim Tebow debate. This is ridiculous. Okay. I didn't even tell you the the the, the kicker to the whole greatest of America thing is that's that's my rapper name. Oh yeah. For sure, it's a great rapper name. It's like because you think all of a sudden, even like on your first record, people think you're great. Like John Legend was a nobody, but he named himself John Legend. People are like, ooh, this is like a like a classic crooner. By the way, so I'm looking at a list of the, of the 50 greatest geniuses. This is not American. Yeah. Joel Cohn is number seven on the list. What about Ethan? Right here. Here's a, number one is Paul Allen, by the way, who, I'm not sure why. Uh, Banksy, Warren Buffett, um, not American, not American, not American. Joel Cohn, I'm not I sure. I went through this list, but the problem with Joel Cohn is how could you have him separate from his brother? brother. It doesn't yeah. really make sense. Sean Fanning. No. no. Was Wayne Gretzky? Oh, he's a Canadian. Okay. Put that away. Tony Hawk. That's absurd. Bill James. <laughs> Anna Wintour. Peter. Yeah, no respect for fashion. Yeah. Larry Page. Conan O'Brien. What? Nate Silver. Yeah, I think like Letterman in his, in his prime. Like, Yo-Yo Ma. He's an American. What about Jerry Seinfeld? No. No? No. 
I mean, also, honestly, he was a one-hit wonder. You know, he's, he hasn't done anything that was really successful other than his show. Right, he was a popular comedian, but... Yeah. I mean, Larry David has had two significant... Ooh, Larry David. Let's put him on the list. That's a good one. As a Navy? Larry David. Yeah. Greatest living comedian? What about Louis C.K.? Yeah, by the way, Louis C.K., you know, you, Did you listen guys. to the WTF with Sasha Baron Cohen yet? Yeah. It was really good for us. It was yeah. amazing. Except, you, except that it was annoying to me, and this is annoying often, when yeah. the interviewer knows less about the subject than I do. It's very so, frustrating. Do some research. But Simmons does this sometimes, too. Where yeah. if he knows the person well, he's incredible, because, like, he, he'll remember more about the basketball game than the guy who's in it. Yeah. But, yeah, Marin needs a guy who can, who can just have it. Like a he, producer. When Howard Stern doesn't know anything about anybody, but but Gary and I'm sure a team of interns like feed him really good questions. So he never doesn't know. Like maybe once in a while, but that's why he'll get things out of people. That ooh, Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Uh, all right, let's move to the maybe. All right, I think so. He'll get th- he'll get um, stuff out of people that nobody else can. Marin, yeah, there was some really interesting things that he missed or stumbled onto by accident. Um, yeah. Like, I've, I've heard better interviews with Sasha Baron Cohen. And no, he, but, he, but he told stories he's never told before, a lot of them. Yeah, but but, the, but I've heard other great stories that he's never heard, said before. It was so weird. Marin barely spoke the whole time. Like, Sasha Baron Cohen literally yeah. wound up oh. and spoke for... And Marin has sort of made a dictum at the end. He's like, boy, that guy likes talking a lot, doesn't he? It's like he's much but more... But he knew it was a great podcast. Also. Yeah, I mean, but I thought it was a little bit of a... Usually at the end of it, he always like, compliments the guests and says how much he liked it. Yes. And he, he didn't really do that with Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen's like a really smart guy. Yeah, very. He's like smart. a genius. He's like he like underplayed. Like he went to Oxford and with the Cambridge, which I didn't even know. Oh, Cambridge. Cambridge. Sorry. Yeah. You want to know how bad I mix up Oxford and Cambridge? When I was in England, I visited one of them, and I don't know which one I visited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I honestly don't remember. Same. I got into both, so it's like they're interchangeable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah of course. Um, okay, so continue this list, and then we need one author. So I think Tony Morrison over Philip Roth. Yeah, I think so. I think I think outside New York, Philip Roth isn't playing too hard. Okay, fine. So I think we're at 16, you know, with a couple debates. How many did I just say? I don't know. Must be counting. I'm looking yes, at the horse. Yes, you should be counting. Looking at a horse? Oh, it's an image of a horse. Oh, oh even, you're such a liar! <laughs> even worse. I don't think anyone agreed with you on, on that argument last week. But the whole point is, like, it was the context. You're the person who should have known that I hadn't seen the movie, because I just told you I hadn't, I hadn't seen the movie. I can't keep track of what movies you've seen. I can just say, when. how about this? If I go to... Penn Station. Yes. Can I say I was at the Knicks game? No. Because that's what you did, basically. No, 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 no. That's not what I did. If I said I've never heard of Madison Square Garden, and then five minutes later I said to you, oh, I, I should have heard of Madison Square Garden, I walked right past it to Penn Station yesterday. That doesn't mean I went into... I don't know. We're not relitigating okay. this one. All right. Uh, we're we're going to stop for now. We'll pick it up later. We'll, we'll, we'll pick it up. We'll pick it up at some time in the next day or two. But we'll be doing it over the phone with better technology. Yeah. Bye. All right, Akiva. So we're back. I'm back in New York. We're back uh, separated by thousands of miles yet again. In the interim, since we had our in-person podcast where we started to discuss our greatest living Americans. Lots of Americans have died. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. uh, Many many potential candidates have come and gone. But what I was going to say is we've had many furious emails back and forth. And our list has grown from 16 to 32 to 48. Uh, Now we're at 68, just like the NCAA tournament. We're at 64 with four playing games. And you've added the last bunch of people without even consulting with me. So yeah, you know, I put a I, I put a feeler out on Twitter. I got some good answers. I I did research into like who's the best person in every major field. Tried to make it more diverse. Add some more women. Add some more science people, which is really the one thing I, I wasn't so successful in finding. Like yeah, the- my 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 brother, who's a physicist at Princeton, I asked him who the greatest living physicist was, and <laughs> let me guess, he said himself. 
No, but the people he said were whatever. The, the point is, it, they weren't going to go on our list because the, it'd be a waste. Of the time. guy who hosts this podcast for us, uh, Eric, who's a particle physicist, he every year when the like the Nobel Physics Prize comes out, I always send him like a link with like, oh my gosh, you were robbed again. And to me, it's a gag, but I actually think that he's like annoyed every year when he doesn't win, even though he's you know thirty and he probably shouldn't be winning. But I do think no, he's but like, he's in the he's in the ball game. He think in his mind. He's in Are the physicists like pro athletes in that that you, in order to be at the top level, you have to have the ego to make you think? By the way, we've sure. been talking for a while. Why, why don't we introduce our guest? Yeah, introduce. So one issue that we were going to have with having the two of us discussing who was going to advance in a tournament is that it's quite likely that we would disagree on a given candidate. And the question is who would advance? Uh, we could go by my preferred method, which would be whoever screams louder. But it would probably make sense to have a tiebreaker. So joining us today as a special guest uh, to be the tiebreaker when we will have one-one votes, and he could even talk when it's not one-one. I don't. He's yeah, like oh, just, he could talk at all times. He's yeah, not like but, stat boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Is Antonio Mazzaro uh, well known to uh, to fans of uh, post show recaps, both for um, for Better Call Saul as well as the leftovers? Antonio, how are you doing today? Just fine. How are you guys doing? I'm very thankful to be here. And honestly, my judging criteria is whoever screams loudest. So I'm just throwing Excellent. that out there. Excellent. And I say this because superfan Robbie, he emailed a couple weeks ago and Akiva said, who won such and such an argument? And he said, well, Akiva on the merits, but uh, Alex was louder. And and that's how I vote. And then I think he hashtagged it Trump 2016. So, uh, Antonio, you are on Twitter at? At AC Mazzaro with two Zs and one R. And I'm going to try to be fair, guys. I mean, I, you know, look, I'm not professing myself to be the possessor of all knowledge about these uh, great living Americans, but uh, we'll just see how the arguments play out. I'm fan. I'm I'm just really uh, I'm just really I cannot wait to see uh, not only what the matchups are. I mean, I'm coming into this blind. I have no idea. Well, so is Alex for the most part. Yeah, so this is great. I can't wait to see how these matchups play out, and I'm going to try to be fair in my assessment, not take sides uh, based on things that maybe we'll, we'll just see how it plays out. I'm not going to I'm not going to lay out my judging criteria besides who shouts louder. Sure, and again, even that way, even the concept of greatest living American is very subjective because, as sure. Alex and I said in our <laughs> intro, like if Osama bin Laden was an American, like and he was alive, so it's a, you know a stretch. Like maybe he should be on there. Maybe the Unabomber should be on there. Maybe you know Zohar Tsarnaev should be on there. You know. It's not when we say greatest, you know, are we emphasizing the like the greatest part or is it just like the or is it the most uh, iconic Americans like great, know, great as a synonym for large. Sure. Not great as a synonym for good. But maybe right, it, could yeah. be, it could also be great. Also, it, it, it's really based on your interpretation of what we're talking about. And I tried to do this apolitically also like there's Republicans, there's Democrats. Um, I decided once we expanded it to 64 and then the 68, like the NSA tournament. I decided to let every living uh, president in. I, you know, I tried to put a couple prominent, you know, people who scream the loudest on on both sort of sides of the uh, the aisle. I tried to make it as diverse as possible. And uh, so, right, you guys don't know who's. You probably have an idea of maybe some of the basic ones, especially Alex, because we talked. You know, we we talked about maybe the first ten or fifteen names we came up with. But well, and we've been emailing back and forth. Yes. Yeah. You added. Yeah. You know, a lot of the names. You might not know who made the cut or whatever. And I don't know what the matchups are. Also. No. So the thing is, because this, I made the bracket when it was 32. So the first round is a little different in that the matchups will be a lot of like minded people for the most part. It didn't always work. You know, there's not a, you know, who's who's Oprah's equivalent. That was hard to figure out, you know, so it's just another person there. Um, but 
you know, you might have an athlete versus an athlete in the first round. After that, it's totally random. It was unseated. So the two people who in your mind or my mind might be the, you know, the two favorites for the final could face off in the round of 32 or the Sweet 16 or whatever. But but in the first round, there will be some like minded people, which will also mean there will be some blowouts because uh, I won't say who is seated, but it will probably be clear in a lot of the cases who the who the you know, people in the original 32 were. All right. So Akiva, why don't you uh, get us started? Uh, let's start with those, uh, the four playing games that we have so we can get from 68 down to 64. Well, actually, I just want to go um, in order of the bracket. And then when we get to the playing games, we'll sort of play them out there. And then we'll, you know, so people could have more of like an idea of the bracket in their heads. So, we, you know, we'll just, we'll, we'll get, we'll be cutting down the 32. The playing games uh, will start very quickly. The second matchup's already. Wait, why would, why would we not start with the playing games? Why would you start a second round? Okay, game? fine. All right. We already had our old NCAA <laughs> vernacular. Okay, fine. So I'll, I'll, let's, okay. So let's do the first, the four playing games first. Okay. Okay. And you'll be able to tell who was really unseated because all the playing people for the most part are some of the last people to make this field of 68 anyway we have edward snowden against it will be facing the winner of this matchup stan lee the comic book person and so i i tried to get a quote from people who know i'm not a comics guy people who know these things better so even though he's the most legendary figure in the comics world a lot of people say he doesn't get respect and like Wait, hold super... on. Just, who's he who's he playing let's okay let's well okay and then, the analysis. and then uh the greatest living american artist jasper johns oh my gosh do you know Jasper Johns, Antonio? Yes. Sure. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm more not... familiar with Jasper Johns' work than Stan Lee's work, honestly. I think this is so is this a blowout? I mean, I tried to, you know, these are the two of the only artistic people. There aren't a lot of, like, super famous, you know, maybe Banksy's American. We don't know. No, I think he's British, right? He's British. Um, well, we don't, we don't know. know who he is. Yeah. But there aren't a ton of, like, you know, uh, super famous American artists right now and i was trying to find the best one and it's pretty universal like i think even you know worldwide he's considered in the top two or three i gotta be honest i'm surprised he's still alive jasper johns yeah i hope i hope everyone on the list because i originally had neil armstrong on on my on my list and someone pointed out that he was dead which i had no idea about i'll do live checks jasper johns is still alive okay 85 85. that's antonio that is a good job also yeah if you could if you could just make sure like that also someone dies during the podcast Well, let me ask you, like, I, and you might not have a frame reference yet because you only heard a couple of the names, but like Harper Lee died last week. Is that someone you think would be on the list if she was still living? I think, I think, I think maybe. I mean, she's a, one of the greatest living, was one of the greatest living American writers, arguably, a lot of people. Yeah, but but yeah. she's a one-hit wonder. Well, she's but you, we will wonder. see some one-hit wonders. Like, it's not like Edward Snowden has accomplished 80 different things, you know. It's, you know there'll, <laughs> there'll definitely be people who here who are only good at one thing, and most of them are probably only good at one thing. Yeah, the influ- the influence of the one thing is probably pretty key. Sure. Okay, uh, so I'm I'm, I'm going to submit my vote here for this okay. first matchup. Yes, I'm going to say that Jasper Johns, especially because he's most famous or or he's significantly famous for his drawings of American maps and American flags, and this is a this is greatest American. So there is a patriotic element. So I'm going to give him the edge over Stanley. By the way, the least American name on this whole list, man. Jasper Johns sounds so Dutch, no. <laughs> Jasper, especially. Yeah, Jasper is not. Um, and uh, and Antonio, do you have a vote? Do you? Do you? Well, no, I'm, I'm I'm only going to decide if you. Guys oh, okay. Have so you're time. only going to so be the last. Okay. So well, you could really yep. stay so neutral. Kiva, I'm going to go with Jan. I'm going to go with Jasper Johns here. I feel like Stanley. You know, he's he's a good guy. Uh, but you know, if he was really great, he wouldn't feel the need to put himself in all his movies, right? <laughs> well, I was going to say, but there was just that article last week that was saying like, why is he so like unappreciated? 
And it's like, well, if you're not appreciated, then you're not going to be the greatest living American. Right. So if we do like the most underrated next time, maybe he would be there. Okay. The next matchup. Okay. We have Condoleezza Rice versus Yo-Yo Ma. And this is one of the more bizarre matchups in that there's not a lot in common here. (laughs) Most of the most of the round of 64 matchups will have something in common, but I couldn't really find a good comp for Yo-Yo Ma. Yo-Yo Ma is like pretty universally considered the best at what he does. Yeah. That's the thing. I think Condoleezza Rice broke broke some barriers, I think, you know, to mm-hmm. be an African American woman, Republican, uh, you know, as a Secretary of State. And and she's she's accomplished in other fields as well. I know she's on the the college committee for the Bulls. She's been a rumored replacement or potential NFL commissioner. So she she has some some breath. But maybe she just well. has a good agent. Like maybe he's the one putting that out there. Like I feel like <laughs> maybe, there's a lot of like maybe. Because even someone like you could make this case with almost any non-national politician, you know, we'll have a couple secretary of states on this list. Like Condoleezza Rice, like, yes, she obviously accomplished a lot of stuff, but then it's like it's hard to gauge like how good she was at some of her jobs, especially like national security advisor. I don't know how you'd really. Well, but she's emerged, to be frank, I think history has judged her or recent history anyway, has judged her more favorably than many other members of, of the George W. Bush administration. Sure, yeah. Some of those people are totally persona non grata, uh, whereas she has kind of been unscathed. I agree. But she's it, she's not the best secretary of, of state ever, necessarily, whereas Yo-Yo Ma is the best at what he does. So yeah. to me, I'm going to go Yo-Yo. I'm going to go with Yo-Yo here. I don't know yeah. if his friends call him Yo-Yo, Mr. Ma. <laughs> I think okay. that's the right pick. I think maybe Stan Lee needs Condi Rice's agent. I think maybe he'd get more respect if he did something like that. You're not appointed to it, you know. You, I mean, you're not you're not elected to it. You're appointed, so it's just like you know the right person. Maybe you could take that ball and run with it, but I, you know, I haven't really studied her regime enough to to know if she I think did she, that. I think she's one of the only women uh, welcome in Augusta Country Club, uh, and I think that yes, that's, well, I think she, she was the, the first. first yeah. Yeah. She was the first member. So she's got a lot of sports. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Her. She has like a lot of different. Listen, if she became an NFL commissioner after Goodell, that's a good gig because he's so sure. unpopular. But, yeah. uh, I, you know, let's see that happen first. Maybe we'll revisit this. Uh, and then we have, OK, you're going to hate this one. Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I'm not a big Broadway guy, so there's probably someone much better on Broadway <laughs> against Misty Copeland. So we have two people, dan- you know, dancing and singing in New York City. Misty Copeland is is like the is the best ballerina in the world and and is the first like master African American ballerina or at female African American ballerina. So she's also had like a big media push in the last year. Have you guys heard of Misty Copeland? No. <laughs> I've heard the name before, but I didn't know what she was. Yeah, she's the 68th person on this list. By the way, in case people are wondering, I think some of the na- the last people who didn't make it were Philip Glass got knocked off. Oh, you bastard. And who was the who's the other person I said uh oh, Stephen Curry didn't make it. He was uh Oh, come on. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he could be the he could be number 1 in a couple of years if he continues this. American of the year? Fine. But like, you know, you got to have a little bit of a longer. Yeah. yeah. And no, fr- frankly, that's probably true for Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, as no, well. for sure. I will say this. One of the things I did when I was looking for possible candidates is I read through every single MacArthur Genius Grant recipient, like Ooh. going back to like 1982. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I know that Lin-Manuel, he, he got one uh, last year. I'm actually going to surprise myself here. And in an upset, I'm going to vote for Copeland, even though I never heard of her until two minutes ago. Uh, okay. <laughs> and the reason is, even though, look, I, I loved, I mean, I, we've discussed before in the podcast, I loved Hamilton. Antonio, you've never seen Hamilton, right? I haven't seen Hamilton I've listened to the music a lot but this is the thing as you said he's not is he is he the greatest you know Broadway no I don't think anybody thinks he's the greatest he's more of a who's now he's a little bit more in who's now versus uh, who's all-time great 
but his, his show is going to go down in history. But if you're saying that Misty Copeland is the best ballerina in the world and also has, you know, broken other barriers. So I'll, I'll give her the edge. Although, you know, I hope Lin-Manuel doesn't uh, take it personally because I am a fan. All right. I'm going to I'll go with Misty. I want to hear it from Antonio for the first time. He's going to have to settle this one. No, I said Misty. Yeah, but I'm going with Lynn Manuel. So Antonio oh, okay. is right. Antonio's okay. got to break this tie. All right, we got a tiebreaker finally. All right, um, I think that Chester's reasoning is pretty sound. I think that Lynn Manuel is uh, is is a rising star. I think the MacArthur Genius Grant of last year really does establish that. But I think Misty is being at the top top of her field uh, and performing in that capacity. I'm very persuaded by that. Uh, not that Lynn isn't, but let's see what happens after Hamilton. And Akiva, you said, "What's my take on Hamilton?" I like it, but I don't love it. It feels a little schoolhouse rock pop to me uh there's a lot of talking and explaining in the songs and it just doesn't ultimately there are other shows that i like better and i'm a big musical theater fan but i don't love hamilton the way other people do so i want to see what else lynn manuel has in the chamber he made an appearance recently via recording on the comedy bang bang podcast and he did an improvised he's a big comedy bang bang fan and did an yeah. improvised rap about comedy bang bang and i was like wow this guy i really want to see what's next uh, besides hamilton i, I want to see what comes from him. So I'm going to settle the tie and say we go for Misty. By the way, Akiva, uh, Antonio, uh, much like most of our guests, uh, exposes himself as a non-listener. <laughs> Why is that? Because we discussed that on last week's – oh, you're also a non-listener. Oh, I'm, not, I'm also a non-listener. Did we talk about we that? Did, we, we had a whole discussion last week. I haven't week. heard yeah. that. I've, I've listened to some of the podcasts, but about I the, No, no, I, I'm, I'm teasing you. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we, yeah, we did discuss that. I didn't that. even yeah. – I don't remember talking impressive. about it either. What's even more impressive is the fact that he did it like drunk at like 12.05 on New Year's, that he was yeah. just calling in randomly and leaving a voicemail to Ben Schwartz. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Well, I, now I remember we did talk about that. Yeah. Uh, we've only done three plans, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, when I was moving one. it around just now, I may have accidentally knocked. I'm someone. questioning the integrity of the, of the bracket. Well, hey, listen, it's not someone who's winning. Um, okay, fine. Okay, here we go. Uh, Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. V- versus Anna Wintour. I'm voting for Wintour just because body of work, length of work. I understand Taylor Swift is like the biggest rock star or whatever, or a pop star right now. You know, I read the Chuck Klosterman piece, but, you know, she's 24. Nobody I know listens to her music. I know that nobody cares. Nobody you know listens or... to her music? I'm sure that your wife doesn't okay. listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> All right. Nobody I know is like a professed fan of hers. But again, nobody – but also nobody cares what 30-year-old men think about music. What people care about is what 17-year-olds think about music. So I, I, I grant I'm not the demographic. About. Whatever. We own, people only okay. care what that, – that's like the last thing I would ask a 17-year-old for their opinion on music because that changes when you're – Yes, when but the you, music industry, that's all they care about. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I feel like, but she's accomplished so much. She's probably the only person on this list. You know that, Akiva, did you, did you tell me the other day when during our emails, you have not seen The Devil Wears Prada, is that correct? Of course not. I have not seen it. Okay, so there's, there's a very good scene in that movie. Antonio, have you seen it? I have. Okay, so you probably know the scene I'm referencing where there, there's, there's the scene where Anne Hathaway meets the Anna Wintour character that Meryl Streep is playing for the first time. And she makes some remark, the kind of thing that someone like me or Kiva might say, where, oh, I don't care about fashion. Like, I, I'm too intellectual. You know, I, this is below me. I would never say I'm too intellectual, but I certainly, if you saw what I'm wearing, I don't no, care No, she about doesn't that. say it, but it's the implication. Like, I sure. have more important things to think about. And Anna Wintour, or, you know, the Meryl Streep character, just de- devours her in like, in like a one-minute soliloquy, points out how every single thing that she's wearing, she explains exactly why you're wearing it. You think you just picked it out, but there's a reason. And, it, mm-hmm. and it's like very impressive. And the point is... That fashion is goes way beyond how far any of us realize. Oh boy. And Anna Wintour has impacted what, what each of us is wearing right now, whether we, we realize it or not. And so I'm voting for her. Sir. Okay. Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Antonio, you break this tie. Anna Wintour, 100%. I think that Taylor Swift has the opportunity to have the cultural impact long-term that Anna Wintour has already had, and I think that's the difference. I think Taylor is having an impact 
unquestionably on what teenagers are doing and people of a certain age really uh, look to Taylor as an icon that Anna Wintour has already established herself as over a long period of time. Uh, I didn't realize Anna Wintour was American. That's the thing that's throwing me for a loop. I, well, okay, I so let, she... this is actually, let me take a step back here because you're raising a good point. So there will be people, especially with some of the um, uh, elder statesmen on the list who might have been born in one of the old countries and made their way here. I tried to – I've actually met her. She's the first person on the list I've met. Oh, there's only one person out of 68 that I've met. I guess I, in my mind, I just picture her as being so like uh, prim and proper and English and British, right? Yeah. Let me see. Because Oh, so my thing was like if you live here – put it this way. Let's say there was a World Cup for famous people. It's basically which <laughs> country should you play for? So I cut Lauren Michaels because ultimately he is identifies as a Canadian. He, you know, any, everyone thinks of him as a, as a, as a Canadian. Uh, no, Rupert, Mur- Rupert Murdoch. I disagree with you about that one. Okay. Rupert Murdoch. He's, he's an immigrant. He's an immigrant. He's still an American. Uh, I, but I'm saying, he, here's the thing. Like, can Lord, let's he's say Lord Michaels. For 40, he's lived in America for 40 years, same as Anna Wintour. She moved here in 1975. I bet you he spends more of his time in America than she does. I bet that's true. Yeah, I believe she is an American citizen. I, to me, it's like, let's say Lord Michaels was, was on the level where he could actually win this list. Would that make him the greatest living American and the greatest living Canadian? I feel like you can yeah. only be on one country's list for this purpose. No, I disagree. You can have players. You can have somebody. Somebody can be the greatest living player from from two teams. You know, if he spent. It's true. It's true. But team. that's a whole. That's almost like a whole separate body of work. I didn't want to. You know, there's so many Americans. I didn't want to sort of take people who are associated with another country. But there obviously are many people on this list who were born elsewhere. But I feel like if they were in the World Cup, they'd play for the United States. To quote Adam Carolla here for a second, oh boy, um, you know, he, <laughs> you know, he he said once that you know he he was in some random town and they bragged, oh, this is the town where such and such supermodels from, and he said to her, and he and because Adam Carolla is an asshole, he said, yeah, and where the f- does she live now? L.A. The point <laughs> being, like, all right, somebody was born in another country and then they came here and this is where they became gr- most great and influential. Sure. You know, that's a you know Im- immigrants succeeding in America. That's the that's the American story. So. You know, th- if if their country of origin wants to take pride in them, fine. But they chose to come here and succeed. So yeah, Adam Kroll um, did not know. make my final sixty-four. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> okay, so let's go to the top. So we have Jasper Johns, Yo-Yo Ma, Anna Wintour, and and uh, and Misty Copeland all winning their round. And now we're down to the final sixty-four. And let's start at the very top quadrant with uh, a, a political battle between John McCain versus George W. George Bush the first, the father, the father. H-W. A George H. Herbert Walker Bush. I thought you were going to have Bush 41 against Bush 43. That, that would have been awesome, but, yeah. uh, you know, sort, sort, you know the, there was a lot of moving parts in the bracket. Uh, George W. Bush's matchup is way more hilarious than his father, now that I see <laughs> Wait, it. Wait, but the, so, so the, these are not randomized. These are, these are strategic. These. Yes, in the first round, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's to a point. It, I, think, just, I think both of these guys should be in the final 32, probably. This is, okay, this yo, is listen, matchup. there will be some blood, you know, taken yeah. out early. There will be some okay. epic matches. Yeah. I see already. This is a tough one. So Akiva, tell me how you feel. Okay, obviously George Bush gets high, got higher. John McCain has to get penalized for probably running the worst presidential campaign of our lifetimes. Um, you know, like history will never know. I, he probably still loses that election, but history will never know what happens if he chooses anyone other than Sarah Palin. I mean, you're 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 objectively wrong about that. You realize that. What do you mean? The reason he. Well, okay. So first of all, he wanted to pick Tom Ridge or Joe Lieberman, and he was basically told by the Republican base, by his advisors, you can't. You have to pick somebody who's pro-life, who's going to motivate the base, you know, because you're seen as too moderate. Uh, Number one, that's number one. Number two, significant research shows that vice presidential picks have no impact on the race. None. 
at the most, it's one to two points in certain states, but it's basically nil. That's point two. Point, Palin point was, three. Such a, was such an outlier, though, because it, it was like, let's say if I wanted to vote for John McCain at that point, once he once he puts Palin there, it's like, oh, I can't vote for him anymore. You know, Akiva, you and I happen to know some people and I, I know quite a few people who said point blank that be, they were going to vote for McCain, but for Palin. However, you and I are blue state Jews. Right. So like we're going to be like the most likely to be turned off by a Sarah Palin. Uh, we're not the target audience. Um, mm-hmm. And so anyway, so point three, I was going to say, which is Wait, the most Minnesota's a blue one. state. Well, yeah. first of all, Minnesota is the only state. Minnesota is the only state that <laughs> has not voted for has has not voted for a Republican for president in the last four. No, years. I know. So but Minnesota it, Minnesota it almost deserves its own color. I don't. I feel like it's neither blue nor red. You're just you're trying to insult us. I got it. But anyways, but so point number three, I was going to say is like yes, in hindsight, like having introduced Sarah Palin to, to the to the world to the country is an embarrassment to stand on McCain's legacy. But at the time he did it. He went up in he went up in the polls after selecting her. If you remember, she was a hit at the Republican uh, convention, so she was a net positive. The reason that McCain lost that election is not because of Palin. The fact that he introduced Palin to America you know, that's certainly a stain on his legacy. But I, I don't think that, that was an example of him running a bad campaign. I ultimately don't think he was going to beat Obama, anyways. He okay, also, so now George for, H. W. Bush, yeah. George H. W. Bush picked Dan Quayle uh, and yeah. actually had him serve as <laughs> vice president. So True. he's yeah. not above good reproach point. here. Good yeah, that, that, that's a that's a very good point. An interesting <laughs> thing about George H. W. Bush, and again, I was you know I was nine when he left office, so you know most of of anything I know about him is just from what I read. What's interesting about about George H. W. Bush is a lot of one term presidents would be you know. Considered very poor, low down in the rankings. Whereas George H. W. Bush, on 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 um on you know sort of neutral party like presidential historians, actually fares much better than people would think. He's really in the middle of the pack. Not he's not even that far behind Clinton amongst the people who really hate Clinton. Clinton obviously has a wide variance depending on how much you punish him for you know a couple of misdeeds. But I I think you know he, George Bush is mostly I think, and you guys could correct me if I'm wrong, punished for the economy, which I always feel. You presidents get too much credit when the economy is good and too much blame when it's bad because, it you know, first of all, they're usually appointing uh, people and, and generally the president is not an economist, you know, so you're appointing smart people. And, and a lot of times it's just factors in what's going on. Like it's there's, you know, when when, you know, president comes in, it's good and then it, go, it gets bad for three years. And then by the time they leave office, it could be amazing again, uh, much like the president now. I, but another thing is like, do we just automatically are we just putting every president through until they face a non-president? Like, I don't. I, I don't think that should be it. Well, hold on. So George Bush has been more than the president. He was, you know, the head of the CIA. Mm-hmm. Right. And also, to be frank, the, his his children, the fact that his children also had such a significant influence on this country, I think he has to get some credit for that as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. You know? Right. I mean, he started a, a political dynasty. I mean, you have to give him some demerits for Well, his, I mean, his father was a senator, so he didn't start it, but he, he progressed it. That's true. I, I think um, – and there's like a hundred – supposedly there's like a hundred Bushes out there that are going to be running. I mean, maybe they have to take a break now for like 10, 20 years, but there's like <laughs> an endless amount of – of Bushes that are going to be running for office. Yeah, look, George H.W. Bush was a good enough president that it allowed his son to become president, and his son was a bad enough president that it ruined his That's a fair chance. point. That's a fair point. Yep. I, I, I'm going to go with Bush here. If you wanted to say, like, McCain is such a hero, you know, like a national hero, and we're talking about grace living American, if you're putting the emphasis on the word American, like John McCain is a quintessential, quintessential, like, uh, you know, true American, even though some people like their, you know, people not getting caught. I feel like the fact that he, <laughs> you know, he made it through, you know, a bunch of years of captivity. So I will, I will also go with uh, Herbert Walker, uh, yeah, they, well, sparing Antonio from voting. Wait, I haven't, I haven't said who I voted. Oh, for I'm yet. sorry. Please so I'll me. go first. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, this is a really tough matchup for me. Look, I don't know if we have other military heroes down down the pike. I don't know if you know you're gonna have Colin Powell or, or I don't know David Petraeus or you know we don't really have 
really famous military heroes the way you know that the world war ii generation did you know there's no Patton or eisenhower or whatever and 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 mccain it's not that he was a good soldier necessarily but he was heroic you know in in his performance in captivity as you said you know for six years in a really heroic way he was also you know in 1999 and 2000 i think he was a heroic senator frankly i think that he debased himself in in certain ways later in his career and now he's sort of come back again but uh, it's too late, frankly. I don't know. This is a tough one. I guess I'm going to vote for McCain. I'm going to let Antonio decide. Oh, boy. Antonio, it's up to you. Oh, boy. I think the debased himself point is really it, – it's too big for me to ignore. I think that John McCain has a lot of great things in his resume. McCain-Feingold. But and, hold on. And, George yeah. Bush introduced us to Lee Atwater and <laughs> that Willie is Horton. True. You know, you don't know this. We're not Facebook friends. I was ranting about Lee Atwater the other day. Uh, there's a lot of negative <laughs> things. Do you, how Bush often <laughs> do you rant about Lee Atwater? Cause he been well, it turns out recently? at least once a week, apparently. <laughs> oh, my but, gosh. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I just – I agree with all these things. Uh, I just think that where, where McCain – McCain in my eyes, would he would have rocked and rolled through this matchup uh, before he ran the second presidential campaign. Yeah, don't you think he retired too late? He would have retired earlier and he would have been like just such an icon. And I feel like he may have he may have stuck around. The, I mean, he's an old man now. He may have stuck around this game for too long. Well, yeah, and he's still in the Senate. And I think Chester's point about him kind of coming back, but it being too late is is a valid one. I think the issue is he was known as the Maverick. He was this guy. He was the guy who would go on The Daily Show in the early years and, and joke with Jon Stewart and really kind of play the middle and play the moderate. And he ran that same campaign against George W. Bush. Uh, and we had the famous push polling in South Carolina and everything that happened there that really kind of scuttled John McCain. And his response to that was to do the basically the same thing. And I really, it, it, in my mind, he loses a lot for that reason. You mean George in his H. campaign, Bush, he, sort of, he sort of takes uh, W's tricks and uses them. Is that what you're saying? His second campaign, absolutely. Yes. That he, 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 he ran a completely different campaign. And that's the campaign, honestly, that has him not listening to Lindsey Graham and other people. And that's the campaign that has him picking Sarah Palin instead of Joe Lieberman. Uh, that's the campaign, ultimately, that undoes, in my opinion, his legacy. George H.W. Bush, he's already the CIA guy by the time he's running against Reagan in 1980 he's already got a pretty shady background if you ask me so i don't think he really squanders in anything and then i think you're right when he gets the economy with a huge deficit in 1988 he's faced with a really difficult proposition and he actually worked with the democratic congress and raised taxes and he took a huge hit for that and ultimately was a one-term president as a result i'm ultimately going to say that i don't see him as feckless for that i see that as principled leadership we see far too little of that in these days, and ultimately, especially, we haven't seen it from McCain, and so that's why I'm going H.W. Bush on this one. Okay, so George H.W. Bush is our first person in the round of 32. Next matchup, we have Edward Snowden versus Jasper Johns. Really about as big of a difference here, and as, as much of an eclectic <laughs> pairing as we'll have in the whole first round. Yeah, one painted the American flag, and the other, in some people's <laughs> minds, destroyed it, so yes. it's perfect. Now, I want to ask you guys, as time goes on, it seems like Edward Snowden becomes uh, more and more legitimate. I mean, I feel like you should probably tweet a little less. But what's he doing in Russia, like stuck in house all day? But like, I, I do think like the the national media who, for whatever reason, uh, you know, even the, uh, someone who, who, you know, would say that they have a liberal bent is, you know, basically treated uh, Edward Snowden like a pariah. But I feel like as time goes on and correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like he's been more just because he was right about a lot of things also, but it just seems like he's been legitimized. And now he's already talking about like, hey, let me back. And, you know, if you promise me a fair trial, even though it's never going to happen, there's no way he trusts them. And that's not actually uh, going down. But I, I feel like Snowden with time. Do you guys think he gets better or worse or or what he did is maybe 
you know, uh, you know, he's just a whistleblower. Like it's hard to gauge a whistleblower, even if what the, even if you think what they did is heroic versus someone who's the best in their field. What do you guys think? My opinion of Snowden is very different. Um, Sean Wilentz wrote a great article in The New Republic uh, a couple of years ago, uh, which basically sort of described my opinion of Edward Snowden, which is that motivation counts. And although what he may have done may have exposed certain things in in what might be like a patriotic sense, exposing certain you know overreaches of our government, for example, his motivations are are you know he's 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 a fringe loony. Frankly, he he would probably be a Trump supporter if he lived here. In terms of you know he associates really with conspiracy that. theorists. I mean he 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 associates with these conspiracy theorists on the extreme extreme right and the extreme left where they sort of meet. Frankly, you know the fact that he now lives in Russia, which is a totalitarian state. You know Donald. Uh, why would he vote for Donald Trump? Because Donald Trump and him both seem to love Vladimir Putin. So uh, well, I don't I think, think he loves Putin. I think well, one he can't speak out on Putin because he'd be poisoned and killed the next day. Well, I, I, okay. If you if you were Snowden, where you can't live in a place that you don't trust won't extradite you back to the United States. You know Russia's not doing that, so you you don't have a lot of options. Yeah, well, if you're living in fear of your country, then I'm not sure how you can be the greatest citizen thereof. So, well, uh, this, I will vote for Jasper. I will vote for Jasper Johns. I mean, I'm not I'm not as anti. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I, I the thing to me, it's like no matter how great you think Snowden is, Jasper Johns, if he's you know one of the two or three greatest living artists, I feel like has to, you know, a, a sustained career over a long period of time. Like, let's see if Snowden has a follow-up or whatever. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna uh, advance. I don't Jasper. know. You can't reward some some racist conspiracy theorist 27-year-old because he got access to something. Is he a racist? And you, you, you should read the Sean Wilentz article. He, he's really disgraceful in terms of his background and his history. Like, that's, that's the irony to me, frankly. Who is he racist sort of, against? Well, mostly blacks, but really? also against gays. I mean, that's the – you, you I have didn't to, know you that. Have to, well, that's what Did I'm saying. Did you know this stuff, Antonio? Because that's people don't. Because the perspective, of, especially on, you, the I left, mean, you could be making it up. Also, I don't even know. Now I'm gonna have to uh, look up. He's not making it up. Yeah, there's there there are definitely valid criticisms of Edward Snowden, and I think the motivation versus ultimate act. I think for Edward Snowden, the the deal has always been you have to separate the act from the actor, and I think that and I think that that is difficult because Snowden is still alive and still very much interested in talking uh, and sharing his views. He's not this guy who just did this thing and disappeared. So I think it's tough. The, the thing I don't know about and why I'm ultimately going to come down on the side uh, of Jasper Johns is I don't know how great his influence is, but I can't imagine it isn't significant. I know he's famous for iconography and really taking kind of popular images uh, and making them, you know, conveying them in an artistic manner. And I think that that's something that is so prevalent and so important. Uh, and it's something that, that we've seen Andy Warhol and others really take the mantle of. If Jasper Johns is the guy who's really sort of pioneering that, which is my understanding that he is, I think you cannot question that. So I'm, I'm going with Jasper Johns. Okay, so he's our second uh, person to advance the round 32. Matchup number three is a matchup between two actors, the only female actor on the whole list. And, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time sifting through Hollywood people, and it, it's a little more quantifiable than some of, you know, maybe less than athletics, but more than most of the other fields. And... You know, partially because we sort of spit out actresses once they hit like 45 nowadays, it's hard to find like Julia Roberts. You can make a case like, oh, she's this great actress. But like, what has she done for the last 15, you know, since Aaron Brockovich or whatever? She's not, you know, I don't think Hollywood, she's not like Hollywood studios aren't, you know, making a movie just because Julia Roberts is in it at this point. Um, so even though, her, you know, the beginning of her career is so great, I feel like you could probably come up with 10 male ac actors who are who are sort of higher on the Q rating type of thing than her. Um but so Meryl Streep is uh, is is our female actress here, and she's facing off against Will Smith. I'm voting for Streep. 
Smith doesn't take risky roles. Yeah, I, and I'm I'm going to agree. Streep uh, is one of you know a billion awards, and Smith is one of the last people to make this list. Uh, he could be he could be uh, greater than he is, but I feel like also we have to deduct some parenting points. I I'm, I really judge people <laughs> by their parenting, and I feel like uh, he doesn't get anything here. All right, so Meryl Streep into the round of thirty two. Next up, we have a Supreme Court battle royale between Sandra Day O'Connor and Anthony Kennedy. Oof. And I didn't again. This is the type of thing where like. You could put in, you know, you could make a case like, hey, let's just put in, you know, every Supreme Court justice. But I tried to limit it to just a couple. Boy, uh, you know, Sandra Day O'Connor was sort of the Anthony Kennedy before Anthony Kennedy. Uh, but, you know, but she also, you know, being the first female Supreme Court justice, she's certainly more well known than just about any Supreme Court justice. I think like when we were growing up, if you asked the average American, she probably would have had the, the highest, you know, name recognition. Um, I'll vote for Sandra Day O'Connor. Yeah, it, it seems like it's pretty rare uh, for a Supreme Court justice to leave the bench. And I don't know the specifics of her, her like mental capacity or whatever when she left. I, I thought it was because I thought it's because her, her husband was sick. Is yep, that what it was? was? OK. Yep. Yeah. OK. So, you know, to me, but it, yeah, like th- that's almost admirable. She, because... she just came out publicly with a statement uh, today or yesterday, actually. So she's still with it. Mentally. OK, fine. Yeah. So I to, but to me, it's still admirable because these people, as you see, like with people like John McCain, like. Power is so addictive that it's very hard for – that's why every, almost every Supreme Court justice that leaves is someone who died in office. So you know, I, I'd say almost leaving uh, before you had to is, is, is a, uh, is a you know, point in your favor. And, and this isn't really a contest. Uh, Sandra Day O'Connor is going to move on. Unquestionable. Matchup number five, we have a guy who is actually called the greatest living ball player frequently. That's sort you know in his post-retirement uh, sort of life, he's – it's a moniker he's he's had a lot versus uh, a player who's active, but maybe only for a few more days. It's Willie Mays versus Peyton Manning. So now you have you have football rankings, Chester. And according yeah. to your rankings, Peyton Manning's either the greatest or second greatest player of all time. Am I correct? Correct. Is he is he do you have him behind Rice? No, no. Well, Rice, the margin in terms of in a position between the first and the second best is, is so dramatic. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, a wide receiver is sure. OK. Doesn't and Rice is not on so, this list. Yeah. So, I, 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 yeah. So I would argue it's the greatest living football player against the greatest living baseball player. But well, Willie well, Mays, I mean, you could say Barry Bonds, who's not on this list, um, is is yeah. the, is the greatest living baseball player. But I correct. I hear what you're yes. Saying. No. Correct. I think no. You're right. Statistically, you know, when 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 we had our 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 podcast last week in person, I put Willie Mays in the finals in in, in the group, and I did not put Peyton Manning in the group at the time. I said that no NFL player actually should go in the group, so I definitely pick Willie Mays here. But uh, would the but steroid thing matchup. maybe hurt him, or not really? Couldn't care less about that. I assume they were all taking greenies in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Don't care about that at all. <laughs> sure, it's funny. Everyone who saw Willie Mays plays just you know like raves about him more than any other player, even the you know yeah. Mantle, Mantle and DiMaggio. Um, but. He wouldn't like Peyton Manning is very possibly the greatest quarterback of all time. And and Willie May is, you know, the greatest football player of all time. Willie May is is probably at least not the best baseball player of all time. And obviously you have basically three times the amount of history still. So this is really tough. But I don't know. We both agreed last week that Willie Mays advanced and Peyton didn't. Yeah, so but I, I thought about Peyton Manning, and it's like the NFL is like the most important thing in this entire country. This is a greatest living American bracket. And if he's the best thing at the most best person at the most popular thing. He's got to yeah, be at but least. We, but, but, but as we said, baseball is more because of the personalities. Football is not. Football could just be, you know, helmets sure. covering faces we don't even see, frankly. Sure. And we would still watch at similar rates. Yeah. I mean, it's right? tough. The Super, the, the Super Bowl is immune to which teams are playing. The rate, you know, 100 yes. plus million people are going to watch it no matter what. All right. I'm going to go with Willie Mays, but I feel like it's a harder decision than I thought it would be. 
Where would you have gone there, Antonio? Willie Mays, for sure. Okay. I think that you can't – I mean, I think that Peyton never really faced anything like Willie Mays would have faced being in a black baseball player in the early 50s. He wasn't the trailblazer that some of the others were, but he did start his career in the Negro Leagues. I believe he also missed time in his career from military service. I think he was drafted at one point. In Korea, I think, yeah. Yeah, he probably missed at least – I think he missed – I think somebody said that – No, I think Ted Williams missed time. I'm not sure if Mays well, I know missed. Ted Williams missed, missed the – because Ted Williams, yeah, missed for two wars. Yeah. I, Willie He's Mays, an American hero Mays, also, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Willie Mays, I think, missed – at least one year. I know this that that the people have done the the extrapolation of of his statistics and said if he had played all the games where he would have been eligible and not been in the military, he probably would have hit over 750 home runs, and Hank Aaron would have been breaking Willie Mays's record. So I'm going with Willie Mays. Yeah, and Hank Aaron, just to uh, mention him for a second, he's not in. The, he's still alive, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. He's not. I didn't put him on this list because I feel like anyone who had who had a ceiling like. We know Willie Mays was a better ball player than Hank Aaron. So to put Hank Aaron on the list, like when he has such a ceiling, it's not even worth it for me. So I sort of had like, I'd rather go with the greatest person in a more obscure field than the second best person who, who ultimately has zero chance of winning. All right. Matchup number six, we have Bill Gates versus Steve Wozniak. And what do you guys, if, if Steve Jobs was still alive, would you think he would be a contender to win this whole thing? Well, uh, you, as I said last week, also I'm not a big Steve Jobs fan, right? Because I mean, uh, the Steve, did personal- you read the the Isaacson Steve Jobs biography? It's it's really incredible because one, obviously, he's got participation from Steve Jobs, but sure. also like every chapter, it's like, oh yeah, like he invented the iPod. It's like, just like five pages in his biography, like oh yeah, like iTunes, oh yeah, the Mac. Yeah, but, like, but but Bill Gates, Bill Gates also has a dramatic and significant impact on technology. Well, but he, also yeah, on but we're not yeah yeah. yeah. It's true. The philanthropy part is, you know, and, and he's and a much better person. Jo- yeah, that's the thing. To compare it to Steve Jobs, when Steve Jobs returned to Apple in the '80s, the first thing he did is he completely removed all their corporate charitable giving, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the sort of the denial of his daughter's paternity is is rather distasteful. But, why, but there are a lot of people who say that Waz was. The, I mean, this is obviously an unfortunate matchup for Waz. He's not going to win here. But no. I, I do think that he's there also are... he's the number two at Apple, right? Sure. And so it, right. But but Steve... here's the thing. The difference is that his number one is dead. So he doesn't have it's like Willie Mays <laughs> is allowed to be on the list because Babe Ruth died many, many years ago. Yeah. But Waz probably could have beaten some of the people here, but not this one. So yeah, jobs would go very far. For sure, I agree. Yeah. Alive. There's no way he doesn't he doesn't make the final four yeah. if it's if it's seated. Final four. Wow. I don't but, know. Uh, but, Bill, but Bill Gates wins this matchup. Yes. Yeah. Matchup number seven. This could have been Kanye West versus Taylor Swift. But the two of you who didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> uh, didn't <laughs> what have we did, done? What have you done? But Kanye West and and Anna Wintour are uh, are friends. They, they you know because Kanye's super into fashion. I feel like Kanye would be very offended. Certainly, if he was doing this podcast, he would be the winner. You wouldn't even need to really go line by line because he's fifty percent more influential than Stanley Kubrick and uh, Pablo Picasso. Uh, I like how we pick Kubrick as if like. By the way, we would have yeah. given you that you're more influential than Stanley Kubrick. Like, you didn't even have to convince us of that. Like he's. He, wouldn't have even made this list. but okay so kanye and a wintour uh what do you think chester i'm gonna vote for wintour because kanye is not the greatest rapper of all time like he's likes he think he like he thinks he is you know there's there's many people who you could say are more influential than him whether it's whether it's actually as a rapper or producing or just you know or even emerging sort of as a businessman in various fields out of rap you know obviously jay-z comes to mind as somebody who i would put above kanye on this list for sure uh, whereas Wintour is unparalleled in her field. So, uh, yeah, and I have no respect for fashion. <laughs> Kanye seeks Wintour's approval. Wintour couldn't care less about Kanye. That's, okay, that's that's well said. Um, 
I agree. If Kanye was definitively the greatest living rapper, I would put him ahead of Wintour, who oh, uh, yeah. who I, I yeah. hopefully won't go much further in this bracket because I, I could care less better. But <laughs> um but uh yeah, I agree. Kanye is uh he's lucky he's lucky to be here. He's he's like uh Shamanad, you know. He's happy just to be well Shamanad's D two. But he's like Boy, Florida A and M. He would not like to hear you say that. Matchup number eight is Oprah Winfrey versus Madeline Albright. Madeline Albright, well, you know, probably shouldn't be in the final sixty-four anyways. But nobody's beating Oprah. Yeah, no, Oprah here. Well, I, I don't know if she's going all the way. No, I'm not. I'm not saying all the way. Oh yeah, no. In the, yeah, in the first round, I agree. Maybe oh, one too many oh, Secretary said, of State on this it's, list. It's red. It's randomized. So yes, you know, maybe Oprah will face up against some. But um, also well, we have like we an have hour, an Oprah. We're an hour, Bill we're an hour Gates, deep. Uh, so we keep, we got to pace a little bit. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, we'll save it for the hot takes. I think nobody's a problem with Oprah winning. And Bill Simmons like to likes to use the. Uh, example of like if they all go to some like super trendy restaurant in Manhattan, like who gets the table? And I feel like unless you're like a racist French department store, Oprah's getting the table over anyone other than like the sitting president, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, okay. We have now we have Serena Williams versus Yo Yo Ma, both the best at what they do. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like a hundred years from now, we'll probably be talking more about Yo Yo Ma than Serena Williams. But Serena Williams, it's really hard to overstate oh, wow. how amazing she is. So I was go- I was going to say that if you're not, you know, into violin per se, right? Mm-hmm. What what per- We what have a lot of violin you- super fan listeners, so don't yeah. don't say what anything. Percentage- bad. Well, this is my question. What percentage of Yo-Yo Ma's sort of name recognition is his name? Is the fact that he has an iconic a okay. very cool sound That's half name. the battle though. All right. Uh so I'm going to vote for Serena. Yeah, I mean, this is they're they're more similar than one thing, and just that they're like indisputably the best at what they do. Uh, you know, Serena in theory could could take but music, it, but music isn't objective the way sports is. Yeah, right? that's true. The the best violinist could be somebody that nobody's ever heard. of. That's true. It could be a guy like uh, yeah, it could yeah. be like a guy in Norway just sitting in his room and he's an amazing violinist. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Serena here also. Uh, next up, uh, two people that maybe shouldn't even be on this list. But uh, one of them is advancing, and we have Magic Johnson versus LeBron James. And obviously, LeBron is a better basketball player than yeah. Him, but LeBron's Magic a better is, basketball player. Magic is a businessman. He, you know, he he was he was uh, a competent, if not very good, uh, you know, television personality. And now he's a part owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And he's also, I think, the most prominent um, uh, HIV, you know, person who had HIV that we've had. Yeah, survivor, survivor, anyways. certainly. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he has he he's more of a, uh, you know, he's more like dashes on his name than LeBron, who's just good at one thing. Wants to be a billionaire, he says, but isn't one yet. Who? LeBron wants to be a billionaire. For, yeah, I'm going to vote for Magic. There's no argument that Magic Johnson is a better basketball player than LeBron. But yeah, I agree. Magic, Magic to me is, you know, is a much more he's just, you know, maybe the most like popular. You know, he has like 100 percent approval rating in the African-American community, whereas LeBron has, has a zero percent approval rating in, in the many different communities. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Magic. Next matchup: Warren Buffett versus Jeff Bezos. You know, Bezos is Amazon, which obviously you know one of the most successful companies, hugely influential. But Buffett, I think, you know, in, is is even broader in his impact. So I'm going to vote for Buffett. Yeah, uh, to me, Buffett. I mean, and, and again, like I didn't want to just put like the ten richest guys on. Like, hey, where's Michael Dell or whatever? You know, <laughs> you're just making money. Uh, it shouldn't necessarily put you in the you know the top sixty four in the whole country. Uh, and Buffett is a one trick pony, but he's so good at, at at that trick. 
And uh, there are people here who I'd have who I had I would have Buffett beat, but Bezos is also just so unlikable, and their PR, their uh, Amazon is is uh, you know not great. The fact, what about the fact that he is essentially like the owner and operator of the Washington Post? Like our second greatest newspaper. Well, that was that was a big story when he bought the paper, but yeah. I haven't heard anything about it. Since well, because they don't talk. Like at a certain point, there's nothing you could do because Amazon doesn't speak. I don't think he's ever given yeah. them an interview. I don't think he'll ever give them an interview. But yeah, so Bezos is interesting. Uh, but yeah, I have bu- I have Buffett. I, Antonio, you're you're Buffett, right? Yeah, I think you guys have made the right calls these last three. I think that Serena beats Yo-Yo Ma. Yo-Yo Ma, by the way, cellist, not a violinist. Oh, uh, and oh. but that's the almost a knock against us. <laughs> That's that, a knock it, against it is, him that we right? don't know. Yeah, it, it is. And and the best thing about Yo-Yo Ma is how incredibly versatile he is. He's got a great, if you're a fan of music at all, the Goat Rodeo Sessions album that came out a couple years ago uh, that was really new Americana kind of music. It just really shows his versatility as a player. Uh, but Serena is so influential, I think, to so many young uh, young girls, young women, um, people who can see her as an icon, both body image and just the, the fact that she succeeded. I think that's the right call. Antonio, we haven't met in person, but I'm often mistaken for uh, a Serena Williams body double. <laughs> well, there you go. So, I mean, look at that. She's giving you cover to just play it out. It's perfect. Exactly. I definitely think that magic is the right call. His HIV activism is very, very important at that time. I'm old enough that that was a big deal when that happened. I was in high school uh, when that kind of came out and for him to be there. I mean, AIDS had been just seen as a gay disease, as this disease that the world didn't really have to care about. And this was the big debate at that time. His real kind of coming out and saying I'm HIV positive and I'm going to play in the NBA all-star game and having so many people come around on their views for HIV was because of magic. And that's right. And then again, Buffett, you're right. The Washington post thing is a big deal. And I don't think Bezos is really done. Uh, Amazon has influenced a lot of companies in terms of supply chaining and the way companies do business online is significantly influenced by Amazon. I don't think we're going to be able to really quantify that for a long period of time. But Buffett is just a I mean, he's a legend. He's really, truly legendary. And his career is unbelievable uh, in terms of the the influence that he's had on so many different companies, not just supply chaining and maybe the Washington Post. I mean, Buffett is the the Oracle of Omaha. So he's got to win that one. Buffett is, you know, is he is the operation. Whereas Bezos, like, and with all these CEOs, it's hard to know, especially with Amazon that's so secretive, like, he might have, you know, 12 geniuses, you know, right below him that are making a lot of these decisions, or it could be all him. We really don't know enough about him. I don't know anything about him, honestly. Okay, next matchup, we have uh, Barack Obama versus Jimmy Carter. And when I was uh, soliciting names online for uh, who is, who, you know, I didn't want to, in, in, a, in a tweet, hopefully, I really have turned around. I think we should have 10,000 characters. Because I feel like now that I tweet a little more, it's so hard to get out what you want to say in, in 140 characters. Anyway, I, so I was asking for people just to name someone who would be, uh, you know, a contender to be the greatest living American. And Antonio said that, you know, Jimmy Carter was, I think, the first name that he shouted out, which is interesting because, you know, we talk about things like that presidential ranking. Carter's like super low down the list. He has this weird lack of sort of uh, respect as a... I feel like maybe in the, you know, he has a Nobel Peace Prize in the world, uh, you know, amongst the people who know who he is. They, I think outside the United States, he's much more respected. But here, he's ne- you never see him in the White House. He's basically persona non grata, like, obviously, when there's a Republican president. But does Obama, has Obama, like, been in his presence, basically, and, you know, in his in his eight years in office? It seems like uh, he never he never speaks at the Democratic Convention. No, he doesn't speak. Right. He he I'm. But I think the reason is, again, because he was he's seen as a failed president. And so it's not going to help you politically to identify. I know, but it's just interesting that he's sort of so low down respect wise on the totem pole. 
And he also he never really had a consistent like when he got elected. Look, the reason he he the reason he got elected, frankly, in 1976 is because of Watergate and because Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon. Right. I mean, he was the only Democrat to win the White House in like, you know, six or seven presidential elections. And and that's the only reason he did. And also he was seen as the conservative candidate at the time. You know, he was the Southern evangelical. There's a reason that Ted Kennedy challenged him in 1980. The fact that he was a sitting president being challenged in the primary, you know, says quite a lot. So I think objectively he was not a good president. And, you know, even if you want to respect his post-presidency, you know, in terms of monitoring elections and building homes and, and various charitable things that he's done, he's going to lose to Obama in, in one of the biggest. OK, lives. but I, I but Antonio had some interesting things to say about him. So I want to hear from Antonio before we vote. Well, I think all of those things are valid. I think part of what made him a bad president is what makes him a good person, that he wasn't necessarily willing to uh, compromise anything. And he, he really was the person that he was. He was a little bit feckless. I mean, he gets hit for. For example, the Iran uh, hostage crisis that was going on. Uh, And ultimately, that that crisis could have been settled during his presidency. And some strings were pulled to make sure that it didn't happen. So I think that that's difficult. He he had some really tough kind of situations that he was facing. And to be fair, he didn't do very well with them. Uh, He was certainly certainly had some major kind of concerns from his presidency. And he was a one-term guy, and I think that that's tough. But then post-presidency, he's just really kind of stayed consistent. You don't really hear the word Jimmy Carter and scandal come up. Uh, there isn't a lot of negative that can be hammered in terms of that for Jimmy Carter. Well, you don't hear George W. Bush in scandal either, but Jimmy Carter is, you know, has greater ambitions than painting. Oh, I disagree. I mean, George W. Bush can't even go to Geneva without fear of being arrested as a war criminal. Oh, that, so, oh that's true. That's fair. Yeah, okay, I mean, there are, those are for prior actions. Right, 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 right. So nothing that Jimmy Carter has done has really subjected him to that. I think he's just seen as weak and that he made poor choices. And so I think that's tough. As a diplomat, though, I think he's done very well. Um, he's taken some North Korea stuff with the weapons inspectors. He did win the Nobel Peace Prize, not during his presidency or the first term uh, for things that he might do, but for actions that he's taken in the world since then. So I don't think it's as much of a blowout as it could be. But I think that Obama's work as a as an actual politician uh, is way better than Carter's. And I don't think Obama has uh, you know, any of the real negatives that would push him down. So I understand why Obama would win this matchup. OK, yeah, Obama, for sure. We have our first president uh, who does not make the round of 32. OK, all for whatever reason, all the athlete matchups are in the upper half of the bracket. So we have another one and there's even one more after this. Uh, Michael Jordan versus uh, another one of the last five or six people to make the bracket, Tom Brady. I don't think there's anything to discuss here at all. Yeah, Michael Jordan, Jordan. Antonio, <laughs> not unquestionable. <laughs> but uh, one of the reasons why I thought of this, uh, Ryan Clark said that Tom Brady is not just the best quarterback of all time; he's the greatest living American. So if you Google "greatest living American," the first like twenty things terrible. that come up are Tom Brady. It's kind oh, of funny. Boy. Uh, all right, so now we have uh, the only matchup, uh, actually one of two matchups between a married married couple, and we have Jay Z versus Beyonce. Beyonce has like the uh, actually I was going to say something which isn't true, which was until two weeks ago, Beyonce had like the highest. Uh, you know, approval rating. Maybe she still does if you take out like the take out Trump voters. Like Beyonce has the, the people like Beyonce will like literally go to war for Beyonce. Yeah, and I'm I happen to be on Team Rihanna versus between no, Rihanna and Beyonce. Absurd. I like Rihanna more. It's not even an opinion. But I, I I asked my wife who wins between Jay Z and Beyonce, and she was offended by the question that Jay Z has to win. Right. The point is, it was it was so obvious to her that it wasn't even a question. So I think it's a tough one. But if there are people who believe as passionately as my wife does, and I'm sure that she's you know nowhere near the only one, so I'll give it to Beyonce. But I think it should be very, very close. Now I'm a rap music fan, but not a rap historian. And I, I is Jay Z is he in the discussion for the best rapper? 
I think all so. time, not yeah. just living. I think so. I think he's definitely in the discussion. I don't know that he's necessarily in like the final I know, two or well, three. I know but... active. He's certainly there. Yeah, I think yeah. he's in the discussion for greatest all time. I mean, it depends on what you want to encompass that. Okay, but when you say active, it's not. It's not like hip hop <laughs> artists retire. No, I. Well, I know. I mean, but, okay. But most you, you most shot celebrity like Biggie and t- most celebrity type things have. You know, like we were talking about Julie Roberts before. You have even though you could still be great, but your career is essentially over. Like there is a shelf life uh, to most musicians. Yeah, and. Well, I don't. I don't think Jay Z is coming out with that many more albums, but he still is. Well, know, he's incredibly wealthy, so there's also it's it's like the Eddie Murphy rule, where like he could do that motivation. But he, you know, he's just so rich yeah. that it's hard to be motivated, and also to have like the, you know, you're rapping about much different things, much like Eddie Eddie Murphy's comedy is like, uh, you know, once once you live in this giant house and you don't see anybody all day, it's hard to really. Uh, bring up a, a lot of material. Jay-Z consistently refers to himself as retired when he released his last album. One of the lyrics on it was Big Homie's Out of Retirement. And so he mm. said he calls himself retired, whether or not he's retired as a rapper or not. That's what he likes. to. And call the himself. agent move is weird because that's like something a little kid does. Right. It's like, you know, it'd be awesome to be a sports agent. Yeah. But it's weird that he started it when it's when it's like it doesn't seem like it, I, it, it actually has been successful. It seems like they have a lot of prominent clients, but it just seemed like a weird move to make you know I, I those things are also cyclical like the biggest agent now then becomes you know there's one scandal and then they're basically out of the business in in 10 years that seemed weird Akiva, are you voting jay or bay i'm vote. i'm going jay here all right so we have, a tie? we have a tie but i, I have wait no you he, he went with jay-z chester you you, you went with I went, I went with beyonce oh you're, so your wife said it was so obvious there was beyonce she wouldn't even answer the question i didn't realize that but then it's not so obvious because clearly we don't even agree. And I thought she meant Jay-Z. All right. So, Antonio, it's all on you. Oh, I thought you were being sarcastic when you said Jay-Z. If he's the best oh, rapper, wow. Beyonce's not the greatest singer of all time. I mean, I'd say the Super Bowl thing is like Jay-Z's pretty impressive not- that like she's so good that the act basically says like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be garbage and I'm just going to let her take over and like steal the hammer and, you know, bring the house down. Uh, so I, I'm definitely pro Beyonce, but I feel like Jay-Z just historically is a much more important musician than Beyonce. What do you think, Chip? Yeah, but I think that Jay-Z, I think Jay-Z is a musician. His career is probably near. Okay, his that's fair. That She's in her more. prime. Beyond, right, Beyonce but you voted already. I want to hear from Antonio. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jay-Z. And right. I think that I think the argument I think the argument's oh. right. I think <laughs> my wife is going to kill, kill you guys. She can kill. Beyonce, you know, uh, is going to she's going to be she's going to be upset that you didn't put her in the 64 greatest Americans, though. You're already in trouble. Do you know my wife at all? <laughs> no, but I, 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 it won't just be your wife. A lot of people, I think, would pick Beyonce in this matchup. But, I mean, I, not only is Jay-Z often ranked as one of the best rappers of all time, I think he did top a, a couple of different lists that I've seen. But he's also just got a, a just what he's done in terms of record sales. Uh, he's had so many different Billboard number 1 albums. Uh, he really has transitioned from rapper to mogul. Uh, if you really believe his story when he started off on the Marcy Projects and was a drug dealer, uh, to be where he is now is incredible. It's really Really, truly unbelievable uh, to be what he's worth now and to do what he does now from where he started. And so I think it's really hard not to pick Jay-Z in this matchup. Yeah. And to young people, like if if every one of these 64 celebrities was sitting courtside at a, at a NBA All-Star game, the LeBrons and every single player is shaking Jay-Z, Jay-Z's hand before Obama, before Oprah, before any of these people. To, to a lot of people, Jay-Z is you know, like beyond an icon. So, I, you know, he, he and again, with with the the, t- the the table in the restaurant thing, there aren't a lot of people getting the table before Jay-Z. But would they be so. shaking Beyonce's hand before Jay-Z's? And I think that is up for debate in terms of current, current influence, current, current respect. But I, I got to put Jay-Z as the winner of this matchup. I don't even know if Beyonce lets you shake her hands. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. If it, <laughs> she's the queen. There might be like, I mean, if you go, yeah, but if you go for it, I feel like there's five security guards. Oh, so that's they're not letting you near Beyonce. Yeah. 
Um, okay, last athlete bat- battle. This is actually really interesting to me. I don't think Chester wanted either of these people on the list. Both disgraced in their own ways and perhaps past their primes. But we have Tiger Woods, who I think even if he's done, and he's pretty much done, it seems like, is going to go down as the greatest golfer of all time. Versus Michael Phelps. Well, hold yeah. on. Wait, you, let me you, say who the matchup greater than is Nicholas? No. Greater than Nicholas? Uh, if you really go, the, the competition Woods faced is so much greater oh, than the sure. competition oh, Nicholas oh, faced. Absolutely. But that's true about every sport. Yeah, that's but every the, athlete. The argument for Nicholas is that he had like 35 top twos where Tiger, you know, finished first yeah, a lot, exactly. but only has a few top yeah, twos. He, but no, but Tiger is the most consistent athlete in any sport ever. Like until he became terrible two years ago, two he, well more like five years ago. Really. No, no, he was still really good. He was he didn't start missing cuts till like a year and a half ago. You know, the guy didn't miss a cut. Was top ten every single week. All right, and well, he, t- and t- Tiger's a very good golfer. Got I'm a, I'm a <laughs> as big a sports fan as they come, and I basically don't watch golf now. The Tiger's not there. Like I will not watch a tournament that's not a major or the Ryder Cup. Maybe I would turn it on if it was the 18th hole and there was a putt to win. But I don't I don't care about any of these guys, Jordan Spieth or Rory McIlroy. No, I agree I, with you. I've never watched golf other than Tiger on a Sunday in a major. I agree with you on that. Uh, Michael Phelps, I, I, I'm a big Olympic person. Swimming, obviously, in America. And again, this is greatest living American is not one of the 15 or before Phelps. Swimming wasn't even like the, you know, swimming has overtaken track and field only because of Phelps. Like track and field was a far bigger Olympic event when we were growing up. Uh, now it's really. But I think swimming. steroids has done a lot to hurt that, also. Yeah, but Michael Phelps has no steroid accusations. No, in no, his no. I'm career. saying why track and field is. Oh, something. track and field. Yeah, and there isn't like yeah. a great American star. So, if not for Michael Phelps, would you have Mark Spitz in this ca- in this category? No, because Mark Spitz had one good week, and it wasn't even that good of a week <laughs> when you figure he had to fly home by by the end of the week. Michael Phelps, he's probably going to win a few more medals this summer. He's got 22 medals, I think, off the top of my head. Uh, just so much more than anybody else ever. Again, one of these guys who, who always wins. If he's in the race, you know, he came in fourth in, uh, when he was 15. But, you know, he, he, didn't even, he didn't even own a single silver medal until the end of these past Olympics. All right, here's the thing. Before the yeah. scandal, Tiger Woods wins this walking away, and it's not even debate, Sure. Right? Sure. So the, sca- the scandal puts a massive hit on Tiger Woods, right? Yeah. And Phelps' but scandal think- of a DUI. I, I listen, they Nobody both cares. have addiction problems. You know, it's, it, they're actually yeah. very similar, right? Phelps may be... I don't know how severe Phelps was. Maybe he's under control now, but he's I think he's had multiple DUIs and always been caught at parties, whatever. Um, but maybe he had a slight drinking problem or a serious one. I'm not sure. And Dude, I, this uh, podcast Tiger, is turning way too serious. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> Tiger Woods is a serious guy. Uh, right, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to agree. I'm going to go Tiger. Antonio, right, who would yeah, you I, have? I would have picked Tiger. To me, Phelps, I feel like we, we overlook him a little because swim, we don't respect swimming. But matchup number 16 is a pair of Hollywood directors. I feel like this will be a blowout. We have Steven Spielberg versus George Lucas. Yeah, Spielberg, next. <laughs> I, I agree. Steven Spielberg. Uh, Lucas, to me, you can make a case that he shouldn't be on the list. Uh, you, you know, I've never seen a Star Wars movie, so I, I can't really speak from experience. But I feel like the, the second batch is uh, so mediocre. Plus, you know, ha, does he really have a, anything that's impressive in the last 40 years other than Star Wars under his? Also, when we have a matchup like Spielberg versus Lucas, we just got to pick the clear winner and move on. All right. <laughs> okay. So speaking of clear winners, Bob Dylan versus Missy Copeland. All right, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bob Dylan. Uh, you want, my dad's not a big music guy, but he will always like he'll say to me, like, you can't even imagine how big Bob Dylan was. Like it's it, like uh, history is sort of lost how how big in J- Bob Dylan's apex was. OK, is Bob Dylan number one on the greatest Jews from Minnesota list? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, what about your dad? I'm not. A, <laughs> I don't know about your dad. <laughs> I put Winona okay. Ryder on there, maybe. Winona Joel Ryder? And, jo- Joel and Ethan Cohn. 
All right, you've really put a lot of thought into this. Oh, so it's Different interesting you brought up Tom Joel Bruno. Ethan Cohen. Different podcast. There are a lot of people. Yes, there are a lot of people who could be on the list. Like the Google guys, they should be on this list. But how do you separate Bryn from Page? So to me, yeah. they're a duo. I couldn't pick them. The Cohen brothers, uh, the Koch brothers. Like, how do you separate? How do you separate any of those people? Um. So uh, next on the list, we have George W. Bush versus Tennessee Coates. <laughs> I I, pre- I appreciate the matchup, you know. <laughs> you know, it's obviously George W. Bush. Come on. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like we we threw a bone to to Ta-Nehisi to put him on this list. Uh, I, George W. Bush, he's gonna have. I, I feel like he's gonna have a tough time in the next round against Bob Dylan. But but I, I agree. He's. Uh, I'm gonna move him on. Antonio, would you would would you? If is there a point where someone is so abhorrent to someone where it's like I can't have them win? No, because I mean I, I have to take a pretty dispassionate view of this. So I I sure. I'd say Bush wins for sure. All right, that's very that's very adult of you. Okay, uh, Muhammad Ali versus George Clooney. <laughs> I think Clooney. You know, we forgot him when we had our preview pod. I think Clooney was disrespected, but Muhammad. Yeah, well, if every if every major person who could be on this list, the, the ten biggest actors in Hollywood, are all in a movie together, who gets first billing? Is it Cruz? Is it Hanks? Is it Will Smith? Is it George Clooney? Assuming they all have the same agent, because usually that just goes by who's the best agent. Yeah. Anyways, like, is there anybody? Is it Brad Pitt? Like, is anybody bigger than Clooney? I think Clooney is like the last one. It's the and George Clooney. Oh well, that but that is by the way a separate thing. Like that's your but agent also it, argues for that. Yeah. Well, no, but and also it's it's almost like like a like a step of faux modesty. Like you know, I'm gonna let the other guys get top billing here. I'm just gonna sure. Okay. Right. So who gets first? Antonio, do you have an opinion on that? Like who gets first billing if if the 20 biggest actors in Hollywood? Doesn't depend. Doesn't depend who's playing like the lead role. I probably no. You know, it's it's a it's a it's an it's like Friends. It's a complete ensemble. Nobody's bigger than the other person. I think that's Everyone's tough. The exact I, mean, same I, I think of that, time. I think Clooney's fine having the and role, and I think he actually kind of prefers that. Clooney steps behind the camera a lot more often these days, and he's more interested in that sort of thing. Uh, so I think Pitt, Pitt sure. would probably get the top billing there. Yeah, and and Clooney, like I don't know if his wife even uh, has American citizenship and he barely even lives in america clooney but like if you're not even the most accomplished person in your relationship it's probably hard for you to advance next matchup howard stern versus rush limbaugh <laughs> and uh you know i tried to throw a couple couple prominent people on each side of the border Honestly, but if you're neither, to- neither one of these people should be in this bracket i'm sorry I, howard stern is the king of all media <laughs> self-proclaimed we eliminated kanye <laughs> i mean listen you wanted a journalist in to me howard stern is the best interviewer in the world so right. in addition to being uh, – and I don't listen to Howard Stern anymore, but like in addition to being uh, you know, a popular personality, like he has a sort of a second skill other than just being like the host of the radio show, although I guess they're, they're all the all same right. thing. I'm, I'm, but I'm, you I'm, can't I'm, argue I'm, for Rush over Stern. All right. right. Akiva, who's your vote? Stern? Howard Stern. Yeah. All right. My vote is pass. I'm going to turn it over to Antonio. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'll vote for Stern even though I understand the pass. I really do. But I'm going to vote for Stern. Okay. All right. Now we have an interesting one here. Colin Powell versus John Kerry. That is an interesting one. I like the fact that, you know, again, Colin Powell was, I think, wasn't he the first African-American on the Joint Chiefs, uh, on the Joint Chiefs, wasn't he? I think he I was. Think so. He's he's probably come out of the George W. Bush administration looking better than anybody. He was a guy, I mean, I remember in 1996, Republicans were trying to push him to run for president. Um, this might be apocryphal, but what I remember is they were sort of pushing him in 95, and it was actually the Yitzhak Rabin assassination in Israel that Powell said something to his wife, which was reported like, you know, like something like I I don't want to be a hero who's who ends up in a grave or something like that because he sort of he sort of thought that as as an African American he would be sort of a target for assassins something like that but you know he he might have been president in a different world obviously that's, that's true for Kerry as well I end up for Colin Powell yeah you make a good point I feel like Powell Kerry 
Yeah, he there's he could definitely beat a lot of people on the list. I feel like Powell because there's a lot of firsts. Maybe he, uh, you know, sort of the army is a path to politics, but it's also sort of its own separate thing where you have to be good at one. Although Kerry was also a war hero, to be fair. Yeah, no, I know. Kerry's not some schmo who was sitting on the sideline and came in for sure. Yeah. And I also feel like, you know, in Kerry's favor, I do think like if you look back at the last two secretaries of state, you know, I feel like Kerry to me seems like he was a much better secretary of state than Hillary. I believe he traveled much more. You know, a lot of politicians are in it for themselves. It seems like, and I could be totally wrong, it seems like he, you know, whether you agree with him or not, it seems like he cares more than most politicians, like that he's actually concerned with doing the right thing. But I'm going to give it to Colin Powell, who I think is just a more significant uh, figure. I think that's the right pick. Kerry's pretty much a political partisan. Colin Powell has always kind of forged out against any one individual party's goals and really just kind of expressed what he feels is right. And I think that's pretty important. Yeah. One of the more shocking things when I was compiling this list is there are, and we talked about Harper Lee dying, there aren't a lot of great living American authors. And so I only put two on the list and it's possible I missed somebody. I mean, some people said Cormac McCarthy, but I feel like that's a little niche, and, and it's like... Wait, but didn't we have three on the podcast that w- last week? Well, did you include... That way, it's Stephen King. We had Philip Roth. Oh, you, you eliminated Philip Roth. No, right? Philip Roth didn't make it. Again, that's like uh, how many people outside of outside of New York are big... Are you a big Philip Roth guy, Antonio? I do like Philip Roth, actually, but... Yeah, but I'm saying like, he, I feel like he has, he has, he doesn't have like nationwide appeal. We, no, I think You can't just right. play... That's like, that's why Woody Allen's not on this list. You know, if it was Grace Living New Yorker, you'd have Woody Allen. And you'd have David Letterman, but you know it's it, it, you know it goes beyond. You have to you have to play to the whole country. I'm not sure. I, not not only no, I'm not sure. I am sure that Philip Roth doesn't really do that. So I have Tony Morrison and Stephen King in this matchup. Oh boy, I'll let you guys. Figure you know, it out Stephen now. King it, it has such a big influence on pop culture, right? Yeah, and his you know, books, and like, there's a reason why King would be here, not John Grisham, because some you know, or or someone in that of that vein. Like King's books are much better than the sort of pop most of the popular fiction we see nowadays you know tony morrison like if you were to rank their books from best to worst tony morrison obviously has the best like four let's say right right i mean only two that i've read but you know but I, i'm sure that, i'm sure there's a couple more <laughs> but then stephen king but then stephen king has like nine to like 50 right sure but but again you know is it quality or quantity tony morrison is beloved i think was voted the, by the new york times uh like the best book of the last 35 years or so so yeah, are I'm you going for, for, like, for the Morrison. one best one or are we going for sort of uh, like well, no, the but, more productive but, person? But she's not Harper Lee who wrote one book 50 years ago, right? Or, or J.D. Salinger. I mean, oh, like, no, 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 no. She's not a yeah. one-hit wonder at all. Yeah, but I'm also is Beloved Morrison. really being taught in class as the way To Kill a Mockingbird or Catcher in the Rye uh, are? I don't think so. All right. I'm voting for Toni Morrison. Yeah, I'm going to have Morrison too. Antonio, you Morrison? I would have voted, voted Toni Morrison. Yep. Okay. Yeah, but I, but the more I thought at first I thought it was ridiculous to have King on the list, but I do think he belonged. Now that I think about it, okay. Can't, Tom Hanks can't versus Tom, pop culture. He is super. Yeah, Tom so. Hanks versus Tom Cruise. Hanks. Yeah, I mean Cruise is a bigger movie star. He's more of like if you think like greatest living American. Does Cruise get demerits for sort of being the number two person in like the biggest cult in the whole world? <laughs> Be careful, we're gonna get sued for that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, are, I, well, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about the uh, the, the eyes wide shut cult. <laughs> yeah no um, I, I see tom hanks is like america's every man yep you know he's our jim tom he's hanks our jim can play and he's our he, he can play anybody yeah, this is, Ta- tom cruise can't play it's gotta be you tom know. hanks tom cruise is always playing tom cruise like that movie valkyrie the whole movie i was like why is tom cruise hanging out with nazis <laughs> no sense. what's the i'm now i'm blanking on the guy's name the, the leader of scientology david, david miscavige yeah like should he be on this list no, no i didn't put a single thousand followers nobody. 
Yeah, I put a I put a uh, I, I didn't put a single religious leader on the list. Oh, I, I emailed th- you a couple pastors. I know you like did, but I, I just didn't know enough about them. But there are definitely, and, and it's not really my field of expertise. There's definitely a couple like mega pastors and people who who you know who are probably influential enough to make the top sixty four. So that was my bad. Do you, Antonio, do you know of anyone off the top of your head? Like, oh, that well, I heard Rick Warren. I think that's one. Uh, I think that that's yeah. really arguable. TD Jakes is very popular in certain communities. There, uh-huh. and some know, of these guys are like super shady and i i would have had to like do a lot of research i'm sure most of them aren't but like i would have had to do a lot of research into like who's legit and who's not and i, I didn't do yeah that. i think rick warren yeah is there, the there was the one who was making all, everybody donate so we could get a private jet <laughs> okay uh bill clinton versus hillary clinton bill yeah my favorite clinton joke is where they're like driving through rural arkansas somewhere uh-huh. or where, wherever it is and they stop at a gas station and some guy comes and pumps the gas, and then as they drive away, Hillary says to Bill, you know, Bill, that's the guy I dated before I dated you. And Bill said, hey, look at that. In another world, you could have been, you know, living behind a gas station. And she said, no, no, no. In another world, he would have been president. Yep. So I think that uh-huh. I think that Hillary probably deserves more credit. For, but let me ask you a question. Success. What yeah. if Hillary – what if in the very likely – I believe I just checked before we did this. Her odds are 65% right now. So there's any excellent chance – that Hillary Clinton's going to be our next president, our first female president, way too late. It's going to be, uh, you know, a huge deal at that point. And obviously, we have to see what kind of president she is at that point. Like, doesn't Hillary surpass Bill Clinton, possibly? Well, let's see what kind of president she is. OK, right. fine. But she definitely has Hillary Clinton has potential to be to, you know, to go very far on this list. And if we oh, did for sure. For it, yeah. I mean, in terms of I mean, she's probably had more experience than any non incumbent to ever run for president right between being the first lady secretary of state and a senator yeah yeah i think uh i think that's true yeah but you know for, for now for now bill's on this it's also bill's beloved in a way that hillary isn't you know and also does bill clinton get get points for being the most charismatic person in the whole world like anybody well, who's ever been does. in a that's room with saying. bill yeah, and anybody who's been in a room with Bill Clinton talks about it for the rest of their life, basically. That he's yeah, like, it's a popularity contest. Yes. Okay, uh, you're going to have to – this is probably the least famous person on the whole list. You're going to have to Google him. It's a battle of scientists between Neil deGrasse Tyson and Leon Letterman. He was submitted uh, – I forget. I apologize. I forget which listener submitted. I think maybe it was uh, our Steelers fan. Um, but uh, Leon Letterman, uh, very impressive science record. Probably had I really boiled it down, I could have found a couple other top-notch uh, scientists, but – uh, so why don't you uh, Google him for a second, Chester, and tell me what you think? Because is Neil deGrasse Tyson also, is he like, is he more of like a popular thing? Is it like, is he like the Malcolm Gladwell of, of science? Or oh, he... oh, I think I think he is. But popularizing science has value in and of itself. Because I agree. science yeah. is degraded and ignored. What uh, about know, the fact that he argues culture. with Twitter on, on Twitter with people all day, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, I'm saying in greatest scientist, Neil deGrasse Tyson isn't in the top 64. But right. greatest Americans, I have him advancing. Yeah, yeah so I'm going to have him over Letterman. One, because I don't want to spend 20 minutes while you all Google him. But have you ever heard of Leon Letterman, Antonio? Didn't he write um, – I feel like he wrote a book that I've heard of, but I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know much about him. Let's put it that way. I've heard the name. Yeah, he's – He's happy to be on the list. I feel like he's he's you know he's he's happy just to be there. I'm not sure he's I could Campbell. have told you. Yeah, I'm not sure he, I could have told you he was a scientist. Like I've heard that name before, okay. but I don't I don't really know anything about him. So there you go. He's Winthrop. Okay, Al Gore versus Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, you know it's actually funny because we haven't we haven't heard from Al Gore in a while. No, you know Al Gore was considered a good senator, 
a good vice president, a bad campaigner for president, and then you know a lot but of but still probably him not. you know could have been you know was would have been president fifty times out of a hundred, more than fifty. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then you know sort of his impact on the understanding of 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 global warming, I think, was very important in like the, the early aughts or O's as I call them, and you make fun of me. But then he sort of you know he sort of struggled the last five ten years. I think you know he got divorced from Tipper after having had that famous kiss. You know his, his network failed. He sort of disappeared lately. And obviously, Donald is trying to make America great again. Talking about Al Gore's long-term prospects, I'm going to pick Gore here for a second. Like, it's – his swing is so big because, like, if he really gets any credit for inventing the internet, he's got to – like, he might even – you could say, like, oh, he's more important than any president. Yeah, I mean, look, Donald Trump's greatest skill – Convincing people he invented the internet? <laughs> his name is, is PR, is, is knowing, how to, knowing how to be, like, a TV producer. Or have you ever met Donald TV Trump, star. by the way? No, I have not. Oh, okay. I've met many of his family members, but not him. Yeah, I, I will say this. Go ahead. I, also, I have a good thing to say about Donald Trump. He seems to have raised pretty yeah. good kids. But you know what that probably is? I, I thought the same thing. And my dad is also always super big into like. It's very rare by, for really rich people to have like I kids agree, who aren't losers. But what if he was always out of the house? And, and like, and it's also weird because like they, I do think that most of his kids seem very put together and none of them are like super bratty or anything. But it, it but. And they have different moms. I think uh, at least two of his three wives have, have fathered at least one of his kids. I'm not sure if all three have. But so I wonder if like he just ta- married the right women. He was like so busy working that it's it's almost like a net positive that he wasn't there. But, you know, I don't want to criticize his parenting too much. But I, I agree. If you wanted to say something nice about Donald Trump, then the only thing you could probably say is that he, he has uh, competent kids. OK, we have a battle of astronauts. John Glenn versus Buzz Aldrin. I don't know enough about space. <laughs> Antonio, do you want to start John us off Glenn here? John Glenn was a senator. I know that. Yes, a yeah, senator for a very long time. I think John Glenn, the fact that he went back to space at the age that he went back and the fact that he's kind of done what he did. And I, he has a great military record. I know Buzz Aldrin's got a lot, but I would vote for John Glenn. I may be a little biased because uh, I live nearby Ohio. He's a big Ohio guy. He was a senator and he's got all that kind of background. But I, I think John Glenn has the sort of better resume like i said he goes back to space just to kind of draw attention at age like 75 or something uh and i i think it was really it might have been a publicity stunt but he's trying to draw publicity to space and in that kind of program in the same way that neil degrasse tyson was sort of a modern carl sagan in drawing attention to science with uh, cosmos and everything so i'm going john glenn for sure yeah and uh, you know glenn uh i i don't know who's the better astronaut but let's say you know aldrin's the more important astronaut because he's the second person on the moon you know, Glenn still has chaired major committees in the Senate. He's been married for 70, I think 73 years to the same oh woman. My gosh. Greatest living yeah. husband. There is a yeah. there is a, a funny, I don't know what the video is, but there's a video out there, I think, of someone accusing Buzz Aldrin of the moon landing being fake and Buzz Aldrin just decking him. Have you seen this? Really? That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't so, know about that. All right, I'm voting for Buzz. <laughs> He's kind of a. Are you of, are you a conspiracy theory guy, Antonio? It depends on the the theory, but uh, because I feel like if that. you are a conspiracy theory guy, the moon landing generally is number one in that type of person's list. Yeah, and I look, right? I, I could understand that. Yeah, if you Google Buzz Aldrin punch, you can see the video. But I, I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not going to get into moon landing conspiracies. I just wonder why we don't go back there anymore. It's like we clearly have the capability to go there, so we haven't really had a moon mission in a really long time. And I feel like science is advanced enough such that we should probably go back. And so the fact that we don't is a little weird. But look, I know we go to the International Space Station. We can clearly go to the moon. So I I, I think we probably Greg Easterbrook there. says we should stop spending all our money on on the moon travel. And spend it building a, a, a defense against asteroids. Interesting. I'd like to point out that when I was a guest on Robert Akiva's Seinfeld podcast, and I made reference to the fact that the moon landing was clearly faked, uh, 
I, I immediately got shouted down, and I think that uh, Scott St. Pierre may have edited that out of the final product. Here. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> Do you think Scott's in on it? I don't know. We had, probably is. Yeah, yeah, we had a Stanley Kubrick <laughs> reference earlier. I know there's a popular theory about Stanley Kubrick being involved. I can understand why Scott St. Pierre might be involved too. Uh, yeah. So let's. John Glenn makes it to the next round. The okay. other matchup of directors: James Cameron versus clint eastwood yeah so you said cameron made like the two highest gross movies of all time yeah there's a guy antonio I, i'm sure follows him also there's a, there's a guy in like our half twitter who spends most of his day talking about james cameron do you know what i'm talking about antonio Yeah, i do know who you're talking about should yeah, i name so, check him or so not I f- <laughs> well, we, oh i don't well if you know his real name that's fine i don't i don't it could be anybody oh, okay but that's true it right. could be i'm, you. I'm, oh I'm going for clint eastwood well, but James Cameron has made the two the two greatest films of uh, two uh, greatest uh, grossing films of all time, and then a lot of people say that he's made. It's not like he's a one. He's you know two hit wonder. Like he's made a lot of good movies. Has have we sort of celebrated Clint Eastwood a, too much in his old age because he's still making like very good to pretty good movies? Oh, I think I think that's true, probably. But I don't really care about James Cameron. <laughs> yeah okay i mean to me they're both they're both pretty solid i it would be interesting to see to like me, they're um, two of the weaker candidates in the field interesting I, I feel like well it's funny because movie director is such a you know a field in the united states that's given such a high level of respect for whatever reason but eastwood also has the, has like a legendary acting career also where uh james cameron doesn't right? yeah dirty harry Okay, yeah, so the, the, uh, yeah, the Eastwood big, moves on. Yeah, the big point yeah, for we'll James eat. Cameron. I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to swear anything. I will say he he has invented and pioneered a lot of technology that is used in his movies that other people have then gone on to use and and make other movies with. And Eastwood's not a pioneer in the field like that. Of course, Eastwood as an actor uh, has a lot more going for him too than James Cameron has just as a director. So I can understand Eastwood winning for sure. I didn't put any comedians in the list. You know, um, Chester suggested Ellen. I think. You know, there's Larry David. <laughs> I, is there anybody? Is there anybody you could think of comedically who should have been on the list, Antonio? No, I think I think George Carlin could have made that list, but he is deceased, unfortunately. So yes. taking him out of the equation, I just what about Louis? What about what about Louis? Not yet, no. not there yet. I mean, I think there are people that could get there, uh, but I just don't. I don't see anybody really there uh, that's at the top of their game that's alive that's really doing it and still kind of pioneering and changing the way the, you know, the joke from history of the world part one, the stand up philosopher kind of thing uh, and not a stand up comedian. I think the best comedians really are changing the ways we look at society or uh, putting thoughts in our heads like that. Carlin is a great example of that. There just aren't people like that that are really at the top of the game. I think some people would argue for John Stewart, but other than that, I, I don't. What about, that. Yeah. I think Chester mentioned John Stewart, but to me, he's not doing anything right now. I want to see what he does next. Right. What about Mel Brooks? Mel Brooks is fantastic. I mean, I, I mean, I think he, he, he just belongs in the list above, Above a lot of these people uh, that we've mentioned in okay. the entertainment field, Henry Kissinger versus Michael Bloomberg. Bloomberg, really? Now, Michael Bloomberg, yeah. Michael Bloomberg, uh, great mayor. Um, looks like he's not going to run for president, but a lot of people want him to. Oh, run he, for president. he wishes he could, but yeah. Oh yeah, I, the, the the Clinton machine is not. You know what he should have done? There were rumors of him being Obama's vice presidential c- candidate in two thousand eight, and Bloomberg wasn't interested because vice president is you know a meaningless job. Yeah. But if he would have taken it, then he could have been in a driver's seat to be president. Yeah, but that's a lot asking a lot of a guy who's now 73 years old and has a pretty yeah. sweet life to have to be the freaking vice president. Yeah, but, but it's years. very clear that he desperately wants to be president. Sure, but Donald Trump – not no, I don't think wants to be president. I think Bloomberg thinks that he needs to be president. Like he is he – is, and I, I like Bloomberg. He was a great mayor. Like he is sicker than most politicians. Like again, he, he waves a rule 
that, uh, you know, a, a term limit rule so he could be mayor for a third term, which there were people were yeah, – Rudy Giuliani, who, who I, you know, a lot of people think has gone off the rails in recent years, like even right after 9-11 when he was had like 112 percent approval rating in New York City and they said wave the – Wave the term limit, and he's like, "No, I can't." You know, I, I'm not doing that. Yeah, but he, he all, probably- but Giuliani also was eyeing future. I think that Giuliani saw 9/11 as his jumping board to work. Right, that's true. That's true. Wait, Whereas right, Bloomberg think- doesn't have a political party or constituency with which to do that. It's true, but I also feel like like we Bloom in Bloomberg's mind, like he's an interesting dude. I feel like he thinks that we need him. You know what I mean? Like he is the most confident of any politician on earth. He also has some weird things. Like he doesn't live in the United States half the week. So well, let me. You know, you mentioned earlier Clooney not living in in you know whatever. You also mentioned Woody Allen maybe not having. And I would argue that Woody Allen should be on the list. But saying maybe not having the influence. I'm wondering, I, as a person who lives in Cincinnati, I don't know what uh, Bloomberg's real negatives are, other than the impression that maybe he sees government as overreaching and you know banning sodas and that sort of thing. But Kissinger sure. has some real negatives. I mean, a lot of people think Henry Kissinger is a war criminal. He's being used negative. Right. In the Democratic primary. So my question is, are there the real? Yeah, that's only because both candidates are in their 70s and got into a ridiculous debate. (laughs) Right. But 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 the reality is, yeah, there are people who think that Kissinger is a war criminal, but he's also like it or not considered like, you know, a foreign policy old hand but like like he's been on the council of foreign relations for 40 years you know he's at every right, he, he has party. a nobel peace prize yeah some people yeah, would rank yeah. him as the most effective secretary of the state and last you know secretary of state in the last 75 years or whatever yeah and again as we said sure. great doesn't have to mean good necessarily right right, right. So, right i mean we advanced george w bush is right, as, so now you're starting to convince me but but I, i'm sticking with bloomberg i'm gonna go kissinger and uh, you were uh, kind kissinger, of asking look, kissinger did open china that's a pretty big one and, and and tony was asking like is it is this too new york centric and to me first of all he's also like the fifth richest person in in the country he's not just you know right bloomberg media, he has right. like he could be he could almost be on the list from his business because he's so well oh, his business influence is more significant you know every single person has a bloomberg terminal even if they don't live in new york city right. where he's mayor you know um and, and so then you then you couple the fact where he's mayor and that like in the right scenario he could probably have run for uh you know I, I don't know if he could have won but I also think like he has the ability to maybe have been a very good president it just he doesn't have a party and no he never could have been elected system. president yeah he could never the, have been elected because yeah. he, he he because he the, de- the demographic for short but I also think he, New York I, liberal Jews <laughs> what. Well, I mean, listen, so you, you, liberal, you made that joke, you know, six months ago. Fine. But yeah. you have Donald Trump. He's, you know, he's a much more sane. Uh, yeah, but Trump's and, the opposite of Bloomberg. It's also funny because people just hear billionaire and they think, OK, like everyone's a billionaire. Donald Trump, like, might have a few billion dollars, but also might have like 500 million. And Michael Bloomberg has 40 billion dollars. Like Michael Bloomberg, like people say, like, oh, if Donald Trump becomes president, like he won't be able to be bought. Like, of course he will. You have 500 million dollars. You have two billion dollars. Like you want to have 20 billion dollars. Bloomberg is fine, I think, with forty billion dollars. So I'm, but oh wait, so Antonio, you have to settle this. I'll settle it. I'll go with Bloomberg. I think that uh, I just, I just feel like he's, he's got a, he's got some issues that he's very specific on and continues to be a leader on and continues to talk about. And the fact that he's keeping his name out there, um, he's active in a way that he doesn't necessarily have to be. And you're right, uh, the influence doesn't just have to come from being mayor of New York. I was just, I mainly just don't, I don't, I don't have any negative perception of him at all. And that's what I was curious about. Um, but I think that he's, I really just think that he's. I know, I know him, for example, on environmental advocacy. I think he's a big advocate, and I, I hear his name a lot in those realms. And I think that gun the, control, he's a big. I advocate, think that those yeah. things are very important and very influential. And while you could say opening up China and doing all those things, they're impossible to quantify the true uh, import of those things. Um, Kissinger is an envoy, and Bloomberg is a leader, and I, I think that that's significant. All right, Akiva, let's do speed round through the rest of this first round. 
And look, the winners will get to talk about them more next sure. week in the round of 32. And the losers don't deserve to get talked about because they're lost. <laughs> Three more left. Mark Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk. This is really a, a titanic matchup here. I think Zuckerberg, uh, Musk has done more different things, but Zuckerberg's one thing is so enormous. Yeah. Connecting the right? whole world. Yeah. Yeah. Face, so I also, it's not bad. Uh, yeah. And there's another person I've met on the list. So boom, Zuckerberg. Um, I, I do think that um, Musk could have beaten a huge number of people if, you re- if you're a big Musk fan, I feel like. Does he live in America now? Is he a citizen? He lives in space. Yeah, I mean, he's in Silicon Valley. <laughs> Does he live in space? Yeah, I think that's what he's really pioneering. I will say this. I believe he, I looked. because If he gets that home battery really up and running and makes it uh, something yeah, Oh, yeah, his ceiling is through the roof. His ceiling right? is through the yeah. roof and into space. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. This is going to be hotly. This is this is uh, hot take central right now. Um, other than Henry Kissinger, the only other non-present vice president Nobel Peace Prize winner, and and a person who who does have a, a you know we said there weren't any authors, but he does have a, one very iconic book, and he, he's written fifty-eight books under his belt. Versus another controversial figure, Eli Wiesel versus Noam Chomsky. You won't get these matchups anywhere else, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say Ellie. I'll say Ellie Wiesel. Ch- Chomsky. I, look, people say Chomsky as a linguist is is like so significant in the field, and that he's such a genius. I I don't know anything about ling- linguistics, honestly, and his politics are pretty far out there, put it mildly. Well, here's the thing, and I, and I agree, and there is sort of an idea of like maybe Ben Carson is a great surgeon, right, or was a great surgeon, but that doesn't mean we should care about what he says politically. So. Like, I don't know why. Sometimes just because you have a, a pulpit at a, an Ivy League school, you know, a professor maybe has more of a, you know, a, a platform to give his political views, which is, for whatever reason is I think people view him as as an activist, maybe even more than like this great mind and professor. Right. Well, now they do for sure. Yeah. Like who's the second uh, best linguist, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But Ellie so, was all sort of seen around the world as like, you know, a spokesman for human rights. Sure. But I, I, I feel like we, you know, I am actually much very interested in hearing what Antonio has to say here because we grew up in such a specific culture where we were, you know, he was such a, and he's the only person I've met. So Night is, a, is an important book that's taught in schools. I'm not super familiar with, with uh, any of his other books, but so he does have sort of like a dual thing. He has a Nobel Peace Prize, uh, you know, still sort of relevant, but not super famous. So th- one of the things I want to know from Antonio is like, do you, you know, have you heard of him? What's your perception if you have you know, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I read Knight, uh, and I, you know, I know him as sort of a a human rights activist. But I also know that um, that I know Chomsky is so kind of uh, well respected, and and I know him from the academic field. I mean, I don't don't think you can swing a dead cat around any kind of college campus without hitting fifteen people who want to talk about Chomsky, Chomsky, Chomsky. And I think that mm-hmm. that's tough. I mean, I think that it. So then, because you're arguing about the influence that a person has, if they're influencing influencers, uh, and then their influence is spreading thusly, I think that that's difficult to quantify. And I don't think you can really, uh, really spe- spread that down. I know Chomsky more as an anti-war activist, and I think that in in my world, where I've kind of you know conversed with a lot of those kind of people, uh, he's a revered figure, but he's not without his. I, I think Chester put it mildly by saying his political views are out there. Um, he's he's taken some positions on things that really put him at odds with huge groups of people. And he's certainly not afraid of that. And I think that that's to be respected. But some of the individual positions. Well, he's, he's almost taken, European in this, right? That, that's exactly that, like, right. Yeah. He's, he's so far to the left of and people like to talk about Republicans and Democrats. But the difference in America between Republican and Democrat is is literally garbage compared to 
uh, you know, the difference between like the five party system in France or countries like that. Well, I was going to say, yeah, like uh, Antonio, you said that he influences influencers, but at least in the United States, I don't think that Chomsky really influences anybody who's, you know, maybe academics or professors, but no, 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 like political leaders. No, no, I think that's right. Uh, Yeah, I think it's in in Europe. I'm sure he has more of an influence. Right. I think it's mainly U.S. Like, I think it's if you look at the the kind of the academics on the left, I think Chomsky is really usually a big, uh, a big influence there. And I think that that is uh, you can't those people then go on to influence other people with their politics and the, you know, the pedagogy of their courses and the things they choose to teach and speak about and the ways they speak about it. So he has this sort of massive kind of influence in that way. And I don't know that much about Ellie Wiesel. I just don't know that kind of level of it. But uh, I think that, I, I mean, Knight is. I mean, he's the really... most, I guess he's the most, is he the most famous Holocaust survivor? Yeah, probably. I haven't seen those rankings. <laughs> yeah, that's, I feel like we'll, we'll pass next, from doing that. Next week's right? podcast. There are a couple yeah. other activists. Uh, and how tragic would it be for him to survive the Holocaust only to be eliminated in the first round of our tournament? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. That, that would be, that. that would be awful. Uh, and so I, I'm, I'm comfortable uh, picking Wiesel there because I just, I can't really quantify the influence of Chomsky. I just know that he is incredibly it's, influential, but maybe not as an American. Sure. Right. And you, I mean, again, someone, he's, he's sort of so radical that maybe a history will either probably be incredibly kind or unkind to him, but maybe we don't know yet. Right. Uh, and again, this is a list of grading the living Americans. And if you're saying his influence is, his influence is, is best felt in, in Western Europe, then I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, a lot of uh, people again, would, a lot of people would call him a, 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 one of the the most influential anti-Americans. Honestly, I mean, a lot of people would say sure. that about Chomsky, but then the, a, 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 some group of people would say the fact that he is raising the voices that he raises in dissent and th- saying the things he says is what makes him the most truly American. But I'm not. I'm just not sure about that. We're right. It's it's an interesting debate, and you know maybe if he was facing up against Anna Wintour, you know we could have debated him longer. Than <laughs> right, right, round, right. First of all, the the most famous survivor is clearly Rob Sisternina. <laughs> oh boy. No, but I mean, the thing is, Ellie was that was the reverse Curb Your Enthusiasm joke. Yeah, like I was really active in terms of the to what was going on in Darfur and U.S. intervention and everything. And Ellie Wiesel was speaking out and going and touring and and, and talking about those issues. So it isn't just, you know, Holocaust surviving and and doing those things as a symbol. He's become and remained an activist in, in terms of human rights in general. And I think that that I mean, that it's not just to say he wrote a night, a really influential book that a lot of us read in school. Uh, he's remained sure. a human rights activist, a significant one. Right. And and he has the Peace Prize where it's not like the you know, the the, the Swedish field is, is you know, uh, sort of hostile towards far less figures necessarily. But, uh, you know, Chomsky. All right, Kiva, who did you vote for here? Does not have it. So I went with Wiesel, but it didn't matter because Antonio already had um, yeah, I can settle right, that one. Eli Wiesel. And Eli Wiesel will have a very interesting second round matchup because our final matchup of the day is Madonna versus Lady Gaga. And I feel like this could be very quick. Lady Gaga is sort of the poor woman's Madonna. For whatever reason, she see, her star seems to have fallen a little bit, Lady Gaga, in the last few years. Well, people like to shit at the Oscars. Lady Gaga might be ahead of Madonna one day, but, but you know, length, body of work. But Madonna's, Madonna is like fighting with her kid on Instagram and losing custody of her. It's not like the greatest day to be Madonna either. Yeah, but Madonna's body of work. Sure. The, my, pro, the, my only qualm with Madonna, and it won't stop her here, but it would probably stop her in further rounds, is that she, even more than Noam Chomsky, seems to be embarrassed to be an American. <laughs> like, she, you know, she, yeah, she was born in Detroit. You would never know that from her. No, you know. she is. She's the most British person. You know, she could be on the, the, the English. What do you think, Antonio? Madonna, unquestionably. I don't think Lady Gaga really exists in the way she does without Madonna. And I don't think. Yeah, I agree. I, she's whatsoever. just a poor woman's. Yeah. I agree. So we have 32 people left. Um, but we have already gone way past the reasonable amount of time anyone would listen to this and what we have to do in real life. 
So I think we'll stop now. And if Antonio is free, we would love for him to join us. Uh, if not, maybe we have to find someone else to break the ties going forward. Chester, do you think we could do this next one in one podcast now that we know who's on the list? I mean, this was like a two-hour podcast. Plus. I know, but this but now we don't have to sort of we don't have to like intro everybody. Like, you have, you know half, yeah. you have half as many matchups, right? Yeah, well, we, let's we're see. thirty-two. You know, so. let, let's see what the fans demand, Akiva. I think we should tweet out an image of the bracket as it currently stands. Okay, yeah. See what kind I will, of feedback uh, we get. My I'll proposal send you was, the so we, Excel and you'll figure that out. We have thirty-two candidates remaining, and I was mm-hmm. saying maybe if listeners chime in with somebody who we didn't mention in the sixty-eight and advocate really hard for them, maybe we uh, we throw out one of these thirty-two. And we oh. bring in a listener. Well, who, who's uh, the worst candidate. person we put into the next round? Is it? All right. You know what, Akiva? I got to go. This, I got to okay. go to the liquor store, actually. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I gotta, who doesn't? I, I got a party. To, I got a party. This is la- he's, he's leaving his job, Antonio. This is his, this is his final uh, day on the – he's going to a new firm. Uh, oh, wow. Tomorrow or, or Monday? Well, I mean, tomorrow's my last day here, but I got to go buy liquor for a party now. Okay. So. All right. So thanks so much for joining us, Antonio. I don't know if you're going to put in that whole liquor thing. You'll sound like an alcoholic, Chester. <sighs> But uh, and uh, join us next time and let us know what you think. And uh, that's at AC Mizarro's Antonio at Chester 99 is Chester. I'm at Keith 26. Thanks so much. And by the way, one of our listeners posed a possible new name for the podcast. What was it? Right? Oh, I did. I send it. Was that the one I sent you? Whatever. With Alex and Akiva. Oh, OK, because okay, I always end the podcast. By saying we always whatever. sign off with Akiva saying. All right. Well, Akiva, we'll be back next week to discuss the round of 32. Oh, I didn't know we were still talking. I was going to start saying some like crazy racist stuff. I thought we were off the air already. Well, I'm waiting for you to sign off. Oh, I have to say whatever or the podcast isn't over? Yeah. No, whatever. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.